0: the sulky, over-funky, kinda-hunky superhero. Hot-to-fisted
1: and electrically transisted superhero. and exotically-erotic and aquatic superhero. The Marvel Superheroes
0: have arrived! Hello and welcome to Marvel Vision, a Marvel Studios TV show podcast brought to you by Cinema Sanga My name is Devin Faraci. I'm one of the hosts of the program. Joining me as he does
1: traditionally... My name is Derek Farachi, and the jig is up. The news is out. They finally found me. The renegade who had it made retrieved for a bounty.
0: Is that Renegades of Funk?
1: That is Renegade by Styx.
0: Ah, uh, the other renegades. Okay. Yes. How you doing? One of my favorite songs of all time. I could see why. I love that song. I'm doing well. How are you? We're hanging in there. Um, people who listen eating? to these- I, just had a- I just had an Altoid. <laughs> I
1: had to. I I want the listeners to understand that before we started, Devin was like, there's a lot of noise on your end. There's a lot of noise. And now he's (laughs) chewing out an Altoid.
0: Maybe the noise was your Altoid. No, it's not. It's your your very gain. I think you have a lot of gain. I think is what the the term is. Um, uh, No, I just had pizza, and I needed an Altoid to to cleanse my mouth. Uh, I needed to get that cleansing done. Um, uh, Listeners of the program will know that I had talked about the fact that we might be a little bit delayed on these episodes because we had some stuff happening here at home. Um, a little bit of a uh, keeping up the saga for everybody at home. Uh, we have COVID. I don't have COVID. She has COVID. My girlfriend has COVID. And as a result, they've had to move her clinical trial back a whole week. So here we are on time for these episodes because we are moved back a week in terms of hospital stuff.
1: She's had COVID like two weeks now. Like how long is she? She's
0: had COVID for when you – like she's had COVID for 14 days. She's been positive. Okay. And when you go into her first symptoms that she had before she tested positive, she's had COVID for about 20 days now.
1: I, I thought it I didn't think it lasted that long, especially after well, like, when you're vaccinated and stuff. So it was... doesn't
0: last. So it, it depends. The latest the latest variants seem to linger for a long time, but okay. also because she's a cancer patient, she has no immune system, and yeah. so as a result, it seems to be sticking around a lot longer. Okay. okay. She's not like super sick. Like she's like fine more or less. She has like a, she's had a very bad sinus thing the last couple of days. Um, like not very bad, like but bad. You know, sinus yeah. things suck. You know, it just sucks to have a sinus. And so she's not, like, dying or whatever, but, like, it is, like, you know, not great. So, you know, we're just we're just getting through it one day at a time. Um, I don't know how I haven't gotten it yet.
1: I don't know. I mean, this is crazy. You got to go give your, your blood and stuff.
0: I should, right? I really should go donate blood because I should be a test subject because it's crazy yeah. that I've been living in this one-bedroom apartment with her for 20 days and I don't have COVID.
1: Yeah. I was reading a thing the other day of, like, they're looking for people that have not gotten COVID and like, maybe you're immune to it. You should oh. get tested for that. And I was like, maybe I'm immune to it. And I was like, Oh, I don't go near any living beings. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so that's, that's how I've been uh, kept away from it is. You're,
0: you're immune to human contact.
1: Yes. Yeah. I'm, I am. Yeah. I mean, we've discussed it before. I, I am legend. So yeah, you are. It is, it is working out for me.
0: Um. So uh, let me ask you, Do we have any news this week?
1: We do. We have two bits of news. We're going to start with uh, the unshocking news. Uh, According to Deadline, uh, Warner Brothers is done with, uh, with Ezra Miller. He will not be the Flash moving forward. There was new Ezra Miller stuff today. The new Ezra Miller stuff is interesting because the article headline sounds terrible. The article sounds like he's doing the right thing. So it's very confusing.
0: What do you mean by the right thing?
1: Well, the headline is Ezra oh, okay. Miller has yeah. like this this mom and her three children on his farm, and the and the children are in danger. And then you read the article, and they talk to the mom in the article, and the mom is like, "My my husband was abusive. Ezra's putting us up while while you know I'm, we're lo- I'm looking for a place to live, and the reports that the the house is dangerous to the children is from my abusive husband, who's lying. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's so, a, it's a, yeah."
1: It's not complicated,
0: yeah. yeah. But you know when you're Ezra Miller, you've lost the benefit of the doubt in the public eye.
1: Yes, but but I don't know if that this woman has, right? I mean No, no,
0: I know I know I I, I I don't think anybody should lose. I mean in you know, in general, uh, we should try to be as fair as possible. I'm just saying that in yes. the public eye and the gossip world, he's lost the benefit of the doubt. So everybody's yes. just going to jump on the headline. They're not going to even bother finding out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, he's done as The Flash. That's for sure, right? Yeah, he so. sure is.
0: sure is. I'm curious, though, how much worse this is going to get between now and the release of the picture. Every time we have an episode,
1: there's a new thing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Still, my favorite tweet of it all is like, there will never be a good time to put out a Flash trailer. <laughs> 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 that's the best tweet I've seen about it.
0: Oh, I hope this guy gets help. Uh... I,
1: really, I really do. I really hope he, he gets help. I hope he gets better. What else we got? Uh, the second bit of news, this is news that I don't know if you've heard about this, but I think it'll be very exciting for you. Marvel is putting out a Planet of the Apes omnibus of their old uh, Adventures of the Planet of the Apes comic. Very nice. Yeah, so it's uh, 11 issues from 1975. So there you go. You can read those. <clears throat> Probably going to be too expensive. It's going to come out in March 23- 2023. Well, I say 2013, which would have been already happened.
0: Who even knows uh if there's even going to be a March 2023 at this point. that's very true. I, I am. Mean, I really am at the point now where I'm like, you know what? I don't, I don't even know. Like when we talk about like what's coming to Disney plus in 2025. I'm like, that feels like a very optimistic concept. <laughs> <laughs> Will they have Disney plus in the camps. Like, is that, that like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, what's, yeah. what is, yeah, uh... <clears throat> I'm having like, you know, a, a, a whole lot of, uh, uh, complicated, uh, feelings about all of this, frankly. Yes. Well, it's a scary time. It's a scary time. And it's been a scary time a couple of times. We have had it's scary been a scary
1: time. century. <laughs> the 21st century is. truly has blown. Terrifying. <laughs> Just a terrifying century. Uh, like almost from day one. Almost yeah. from day one. Like, it started with like, oh my God, are all the computers going to shut down and, all the play- and we're all going to die because there's no more computers? And then that didn't happen. And we're like, everything's fine. And then it's like, no, it's not. Ha ha. tricked you. Everything's horrible. You wish the computers had shut down. <laughs> it <It'll be laughs> would have been the good if news.
0: It'd be better yeah. if they had. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, you know, uh, so yeah, when we talk about like March, 2023, I'm like, you know what? I'll, 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 I'll believe when I get there. I'll, I'll yeah. believe when I get there. Um. So there is a little bit of other news I think that you maybe did not pick up on. One of which is that Sam Raimi has acknowledged that there was a deleted scene from Doctor Strange where uh, Wanda kills Baron Mordo in the 616 universe, cuts off his head, and gives it to Doctor Strange. Is that true? Yeah, he said
1: in an interview, yeah. Because I, I saw reports of it, but every report just led back to like some random Twitter account called Doctor Strange Updates that said it but didn't link to anything. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was like, I don't know how true this is. You know,
0: is. there's a. Um, the I wonder if they got it from the, um, the commentary. There's a commentary on the uh, – on on Disney Plus.
1: He's there? Okay. Voodoo. On no,
0: On the Voodoo version there's a commentary. Oh, okay. Okay. So I
1: wonder I wonder if it's from that.
0: Also, they um they're moving forward on Deadpool 3 right now.
1: Yes, they are. Yeah. But there's not really anything like we knew that. We already discussed that. that no, but they're, they're
0: like they're there. like casting people and stuff. We don't know who the like it's people I never heard of and we don't know what they're playing.
1: Oh I didn't see any casting. I just saw stuff of them talk about like we're gonna have Morbius jokes. Like, oh boy, great. No,
0: there was somebody cast somebody I never heard of. Um so I don't know. Morbius. Uh They also, the writers said, um, basically, they gave a little bit of a sense of like what the story is going to be. And it's going to be um, Deadpool as a fish out of water.
1: I think I and figured it out, by the way, how he's going to end up. This is my theory on how he's going to end up in the MCU is he was dragged in through Dr. Strange's spell when everyone that knew that Peter Parker was Spider-Man came in. Mm-hmm. Because he he exists in a reality where he knows everything about the about Marvel.
0: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's so how he, he gets pulled in. He gets pulled into basically. Yeah. He gets pulled into the Marvel universe that he sort of like has weird third, uh, fourth wall knowledge of. Yeah. It's it's so that's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm very curious uh, about how well that's going to play out. Um, Kevin Feige also said that uh, the uh, big phase five uh, thing is going to become quite apparent quite soon.
1: Yes, probably tonight. You think so? Well, tonight is the premiere of Thor. No,
0: I know people have seen Thor already. I don't think it's there. Okay, Um, Okay. I think what it's going to post credit sequence. Maybe um, it could be, but I know people. I know people have already seen Thor. So um, okay, that I I did I did not get reports that there was a universe. The,
1: The embargo will be up about a half hour after we finish recording.
0: Um, my uh. Thoughts are that it's going to be Secret Wars. You think so? Yeah, I think it's going to be Secret Wars. Rather, I think it's going to be the new Secret Wars. I think it's going to be the Multiversal Incursions.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I think that that's where they're headed from. I really do think so. I think that makes a lot of sense.
1: But is um, it like that's like the long range thing, right? Like how right. That's the long range, like thing. Infinity War. Like that's not like the end of the next phase. That's like two or three phases down the way. We do yeah, 100 percent So do in the we... same
0: way that when when we saw Thanos and the Infinity Stones, we knew where it was headed. Yeah. I think we're gonna we're gonna find out that this is where things are headed. I think that's gonna okay. be the case. That's my guess. I don't have any inside information on this. Um that is, however, what my guess
1: is. I, mean, I feel like if it's coming soon, it's either well, gotta be what... Thor or it's gotta be like, like the, the knowledge of like what the path is. It's either gotta be Thor or it's gotta be the end of Miss Marvel, right?
0: No, there's a um There's an Investor Day or something coming up soon. Oh, okay. There's an Investor Day and there's a a D23 coming up. So, I mean, um, I think what's going to happen is they're going to announce a couple of movies. Yeah. And I think one of those movies is going to make it pretty clear what's going on. Okay. Is my guess. And he says already that he feels like they've already told us. Like, he feels that there's already been enough stuff that has, you know, let people know.
1: And it's definitely all multiverse stuff. And then, you know, we're seeing a lot of that and we're seeing a lot of dimensional stuff. Like, there's definitely something crazy coming. Here's my
0: hope. My hope is that it is the multiversal incursions, but that the multiversal incursions get the attention of the Beyonder. I really want the Beyonder to show up, and I know that he's not cool anymore, uh, but I really want it. Like, I really, really badly want it. So I want that to be what Secret Wars is about. I want to do both versions. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I'd like to see Battle World. That would be fun.
0: I mean, they both were Battle Worlds.
1: In yeah, versions. but like the real Battle World, not the one from the Multiversal Incursions one. That, that one wasn't really Battle World. That was different. <clears throat> it was different.
0: Uh, I want to so
1: see. I want see Galactus just standing there for twelve issues, <laughs> and everyone's like, "What do we do if he fucking if he realizes what's going on?" <laughs> 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 That's one of my favorite things in the original Secret Wars is that Galactus is just there the whole time, and they're like, read- "Hopefully, he doesn't get pissed."
0: I just finished reading this book. I wrote about it for the patrons um who are at the $5 and above level. It's called All of the Marvels. Um Douglas Walk, this uh journalist re- read every single Marvel comic and he read them in order as best as he could. And then he wrote a book about it. And
1: wow. um seems like it's quite a, The Undertaking.
0: Yeah, you know what it seems like from the from the the last chapter he sort of starts talking about like his son and stuff like that. His son who sounds Um, Like a very uh, STEM oriented kid, you know, like not like a big uh, uh, Arty kid. He found that they had nothing in common, but then the kid. Well, the kid discovered that. the intricacies of Marvel continuity really appealed to the STEM brain in him that like that that's puzzle solving. And so they began working together to read through all of Marvel comics. Like that was like a project that father and son shared. And then a couple of years in, he was like, I could really do something with this. And then he's He turned it into a book Um, in the book. It's really funny because he doesn't talk about it. It isn't like a, a history of the Marvel universe or whatever. What he does is he, each chapter is about a different, part of the marvel universe and then he has like capsule bits about different issues or story arcs that he feels are important but not necessarily the ones that you're going to think are the important ones so you know what i mean he's not doing all like the classics he's doing like weird one-offs and whatever that sort of like he starts talking about like themes and concepts these comics are about or that marvel is about and how like these some of these issues are um you know, speaking to that, right? So it's not, it's, some of it is like the stuff that you'd really expect, but he doesn't talk about fantastic four, number one until like 20 pages into the book when he's already gone through a bunch of other fantastic four comics. He doesn't okay. do it like in order. And the premise is it's supposed to be like a reading order. This is the order you should read these comics. Um, if you want to get like the sense of the Marvel universe. Anyway, yeah. he gets to the end of the book and he begins talking about the era of the crossover. Right. And, uh, he has, I think, a really healthy attitude towards it, which is very similar to my attitude. Which is, I I, I like these things when, when they're done well. He actually yeah. does a whole big section on Dark Reign, that's going to make me go back and read Dark Reign. Okay. Um, there is no central Dark Reign storyline. It's just sort of a thing that happens in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, he really is like really enthusiastic about it, and it's a storyline that I pretty much avoided at the time. Yes. Like, I just read the books that I read, and I just did not. Keep up with it, and I was not happy with the whole thing anyway. I didn't read Dark Avengers and shit like that, but he's really enthusiastic about it. So I'm going to go back and read it. And he's really enthusiastic about crossovers, um, which he says are sort of the ultimate form of Marvel comics in a big way because that is the Marvel Universe thing. It's about their shared universe. However, he talks mad shit on
1: Secret Wars, the first one, and oh. then he basically just dismisses Secret Wars too. Double fuck you! I was furious. That's insane. That's insane. I will stand firm for all time that the, the original two Secret Wars are are number two and three of the greatest crossovers of all time. Macomba crossovers.
0: I, You know, I mean, I don't know about that. I mean, obviously, well,
1: Crisis is number one. You can't beat Crisis on Infinite Earths. So like, that is the standard. That's the gold standard.
0: Everybody knows the gold standard is Atlantis Attacks. Uh <laughs>
1: I really like. I like the storyline a lot. I've not <laughs> read it since it came out in 1988 or whenever that was. Yeah, I remember being really excited about it when it came out.
0: It was a big deal. That was back when they were really. Acts smart. of Vengeance,
1: I really liked. I remember really he like. He doesn't like Acts of Vengeance. He
0: really blows off Acts of Vengeance. Um, really?
1: I like because that's when Spider-Man had the cosmic powers and. Yeah, the thing fun. about
0: it is I sort of semi agree with him because the thing about Acts of Vengeance is that's not really a story; it's just a gimmick. Yeah. So it isn't really a crossover, it's just a gimmick. It's just like yeah. how can we have the superheroes fight different villains? Yeah. Um uh but uh no, I mean, I think that um you know what's a really good one? Really underrated? DC One Million.
1: Yes, DC one million is fantastic. It's just it's just, it's
0: just nutty. It's just yeah. straight nutty. Like that's like yeah. <laughs> uh and you don't have to even know anything about DC comics, I think, to read that one. It's just weird.
1: Yes, yes, and also I mean uh, Graham Morrison this is what they do uh, Final Crisis Is also like really amazing But really uh-huh. confusing and weird And then it does the kind of thing That I love that only Graham Morrison can do Where it ends with like how do how do we save everyone Oh Superman builds a miracle machine and then, and then sings a song into it that has never been sung before Okay like that's great I love it that's great do that Like you know I love stuff like that And he, uh, I, I remember when Final Crisis came out people were like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> really? That's what happened.
0: He also dismisses um the Korvac saga. Crazy. Which I think is crazy. I love the Korvac saga. I'm honestly
1: kind of surprised Korvac saga has not been movieized yet.
0: You know, um it because isn't they that just that, didn't have time. it isn't that 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 they're unaware of it. Like the Korvac yeah. saga I know from people who I know in Marvel has kicked around a bunch. Yeah. It has kicked around. I think the problem becomes for them that in comic books, you can kind of keep telling those same stories, and I think in the movies it might be a little bit more challenging to yeah, make yeah, that feel it. fresh. Yeah, like the Korvac thing. I mean, especially when when it happened, in the Korvac saga is about this scientist Michael Korvac who transcends into like god status or whatever, and then like they have to fight him. And uh, uh, and when in the time when that happened, first
1: of all, well, the important was, is that or part of the importance is that it was the first time the Avengers and the Guardians of the Galaxy crossed over.
0: Yeah, the other part that's important is that Michael Corvac, the bottom half of his body is like a tank. Yes. <laughs> He's on tank treads. <laughs> that's very important as well. It's very cool. Uh, <laughs> but um, not that but, but at the time, this was like a very long story in the Avengers comics, and it was like a truly intense, like long story. And it was very cosmic and it was very exciting. But I think a lot of the details have been reused in other um, cosmic stories and then thus yeah. in the movies. And I'm not really sure how you make Corvac feel special. In 2025, or whatever they're going to end up being in. So I don't know. But um, who knows? I mean, who knows what what they're going to figure out once he's. I'm surprised we're obviously building to a crease scroll war, right? I mean, that feels logical
1: to me. Yeah. Which means Hulkling's probably on his way, right?
0: Well, he's like one of the last young Avengers that hasn't shown up. Yes. So we have so many of the Young Avengers in place, and yes. we have the Thunderbolts in place, and we're probably going to have new Avengers in place. And imagine a fucking kree scroll scroll war that 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 goes between th- all three of those franchises.
1: That'd be pretty crazy. Do you Didn't know you what's call a good it one? Operation Galactic Storm?
0: I was going to say that's a pretty good one because that's the one where at the end uh, the Black Knight has to murder the Kree Supreme Intelligence. <laughs>
1: It also has my favorite next issue box of all time in, the, in an issue of Wonder Man, where in the whole issue is Wonder Man and Vision having to protect a planet, and at the end of the issue, the planet blows up, and in the next issue box says, "Next issue, what next issue? Everyone's dead. The planet blew up." <laughs> I, I like that. Um, so, anyway, we got any other news? That's it. That's all the news. We got any trivia? We do. All right, you ready? Yeah. Who played the Human Torch in, in the 2015 version of Fantastic Four?
0: Chris Evans?
1: No, uh, Michael, Michael B. Jordan. I'm sorry, I had the wrong Michael years. I had the
0: wrong years. Sorry, I apologize. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out when that... Yeah, okay. My, Michael B. Jordan.
1: Yeah. Who okay. said, ain't nothing like me except me?
0: Uh, Rocket Raccoon.
1: Rocket Raccoon. Behind Stan Lee, which actor has appeared in the most... Uh, The most in the MCU. Samuel L. Jackson? Samuel L. Jackson.
0: Do you know Chris Evans said this week that he'd rather come back as the human torch than as Captain America?
1: (laughs) Yes. Which I think is very (laughs) smart, actually.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I do love that. I love that idea. I love the idea of of him. Uh, Did you see Top Gun Maverick?
1: No, I have not seen it.
0: Oh, okay. No. Well, because there's an actor in Top Gun Maverick who, who you've seen in other things as well. I mean, Glenn Powell. Are you familiar with Glenn Powell? Mm, I'm,
1: I don't recognize the name.
0: Glenn Powell. He's but, in know, man
1: names, so
0: he was in. Uh, did you see uh, Everybody Wants Some? No. Oh,
1: my God. You got to watch
0: Everybody Wants Some. OK. It's amazing movie. Do you know what Everybody Wants Some is?
1: Yeah, it's a Richard Linklater movie, right? It's yeah, and it's like it's team.
0: it's it's the it's the quote unquote spiritual sequel to Dazed and Confused. Yes, and
1: you know, it, I just w- watched Dazed and Confused at the gym the other day, or at least yeah. an hour of it. You know what? It's not a very good movie. It's a very good movie. It, it was. It's great for its time, but it's it's of, it's then of its time movie like Clerks and all those where it's like oh, it's just a lot of conversations of, like, pop culture stuff, and that's it. Yeah,
0: that's all that it is. Yeah, that's the whole movie. That's the whole premise. And that's definitely the best
1: of them. Like, that's definitely the best well there is a plot throughout it yeah but I it's mean, like a minor plot it's a yeah. very
0: minor plot it's a very very minor plot uh days and confused one of the great overnight it's 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 like america it is it is influenced by american graffiti where it's a, one of the great overnight movies where there's like a very loose plot where what's really important is the relationship between these characters and yeah. and that stuff and so i i days and confused is one of the great movies of all time um and i, I will brook no dissent on this one uh, everybody wants some is a spiritual sequel it has more well, it doesn't have a lot of plot either, but it takes it takes place over more time
1: than it takes to confused. <laughs> but it's very remarkable. Didn't that movie be- didn't that movie get canceled? Probably. Is there a problem? Like, there's no there's no women in it or something. There's definitely there's something. no women
0: in it. I mean, but that's yeah. like part of like what's kind of amazing about it. There's like a couple of women in it, but it's about it's about boys. Um, it's got half of the cast is already superheroes yeah um Wyatt Russell is U.S. agent uh uh Tyler Hoechlin is Superman uh Glenn Powell is going to be a superhero watching Maverick Top Gun Maverick I was like this guy could have been Captain America like
1: yeah.
0: th- so easily when you if you watch Everybody Wants Him I think or he could have been eas- already he could have been already uh but <laughs> uh the uh Whatchamacallit Everybody Wants Him is about this like baseball team in early 1980s Texas and it's just like – like, it might be like 1980 itself. And it, it's just mostly them hanging out. Yeah. But like you get like such an amazing sense of camaraderie and, and fellowship. And and it's just very delightful. It's just very, very delightful. There's almost no story. Yeah. Um. It's just like a lot of stuff that just goes – happens around them. Um, yeah. There's some really good club scenes and some amazing outfits. One of the things I really like in this movie is that the characters – um, because they're just baseball guys that want to party. They make their way through every subculture in Austin in 1980. So they go to like a country bar, they go to a disco bar, they go to a punk bar. It's like okay. fucking delightful. It's absolutely delightful. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and they they like they go to like an uh, uh uh the art school party. Like they just hit every like pocket of. Life in youth oriented Austin 1980. Um, but I I absolutely love it. It's like a little problematic because no women, but the guys aren't super toxic. They're like a little, they're like a little toxic, but not super toxic. toxic. They're like they're like less than 1980s toxic. (laughs) That's like kind of what's amazing about it. They are less than 1980s toxic, but they are um, more than current levels of acceptable toxic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So he's like, thing about uh, uh,
1: the other one. What's it called? Days and Confused. Days and Confused is how many people are in that movie that like everyone in that movie either became like a huge star or almost became a huge star but didn't didn't make it. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's weird. It's very weird.
0: I have been friendly with the main kid from that movie, Wiley Wiggins. He um, he's, he's like a, fan- a lawyer
1: now or something now, isn't
0: he? He's a video game guy. He makes video games. He makes indie oh, video right. games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's a fantastic Fest regular. He was fantastic. I don't know what his deal is now. But um, yeah. he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Uh, is he's, he's, he's a good dude, and he's got a good head on his shoulders, considering he was like a kid in a very popular movie that is like a cult classic. Do you know what I mean? He's not like living on the fame of Dazed and Confused, which like yeah. a lot of people do that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's not doing conventions and.
0: Well, like the That's kid cool. who played um, Jason in the first Friday the Thirteenth, the one that jumps out of the water, he yeah, goes he to conventions. he Goes all the
1: conventions. Yeah, he was, he's in a uh, he's in King a he's in
0: he's in a he's in a heavy metal band called First Jason. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing to me. Yeah. But Wiley doesn't do that. Wiley's not like that. Like, Wiley's no. just like, he's like very into the indie video game scene. He's like very supportive of indie video game people. I mean, indie, 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 indie Yeah,
1: video yeah. games. Like, yeah. really,
0: like, like, like,
1: uh, like one person st- spending 30 years making one game. Or one the music, the the art and everything. But yeah. it's
0: like it's like it's like six bit. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. like so low, and yeah. it's all like high concept stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like yeah. stuff that I kind of don't love. Um, when the Fantastic Fest used to have this offshoot called Fantastic Arcade, and he ran it, and it was like a lot of those games that you would play there, and they would be like very high concept, very yeah. arty,
1: um, like Kid Wants that, Cigarette. Maybe I don't know what that is. That's <laughs> a game from back in the day when I was making games. This guy we met trying to sell his game at E3 and this guy was definitely like Eastern European and he had a demo of his game he was like my game is called Kid One Cigarette and you're a kid who wants a cigarette and the whole game is you trying to get cigarettes from people that feels very
0: <laughs> much like the kind of games they would have at Fantastic yeah, Arcade yeah.
1: yeah I'll tell you what it was a really fun game <laughs> playing it was really really fun uh, yeah but,
0: uh, but it was definitely one
1: of those things. It was like this is never going to be on Xbox. It's about a six-year-old trying to get cigarettes. That's just <laughs> not going to happen. No, the games that they they
0: played that they're not going to be ever be anywhere. It's like kind of wild. Like they're just really for the purpose of the art, you know. So God bless them, man. Yeah, God bless them. Um, yeah. is that everything we have for the intro? I think so. What? How did I end up on Glenn Powell?
1: Uh oh, because you were, you were talking about. Captain maverick
0: but that's because i wanted to talk about glenn powell as oh you know why because um chris evans says he would come back and be the yeah. human
1: torch instead of uh, captain yeah. america
0: which is very funny and very delightful and uh, i would like to see it but it does make me wonder if they're ever going to do it's a
1: also captain a america. really smart way to not get in trouble because if he's like yeah i'd love to come back and play Captain america but like no that's that's anthony mackie now and you're trying to take the role back from from black guy so that's not yeah but happen. everybody
0: wants him to come back though
1: yes until he says that and then twitter will get angry
0: it, would be, funny. it would be smart. funny if he showed up as as uh as the human torch everybody's like cap steve <laughs> <laughs> that'd be really funny wouldn't it yeah uh all right you ready to talk and about just the alva latest? can
1: come out behind him and go same plan <laughs>
0: uh, are you ready to talk about the latest episode of ms marvel yes let's do it hey. Ms. Marvel, season one, episode three, destined or destined, maybe I don't know. Um, I was very surprised to see this open with a flashback. I did not expect this at all.
1: Uh, well, before the flashback is another reminder that the Marvel logo is way too long. This it takes forever in this episode. I turned. I turned to my girlfriend and I said, "Derek is really mad about this right now. It takes <laughs> so long. Why?"
0: That's because you can like get up, like make sure your drink is topped off and stuff like that. Like, you have the
1: beginning of the show, we're just starting
0: (laughs) so long. It's like an overture back in the day, people can find their seats, they can get comfortable, they can settle in. It's like a a time to like okay, everybody's phones are off or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, then you have like that space, anyway. The little
1: little ding ding ding
0: ding, you know, Um, time. Uh, we opened in 1942 in, uh, in India, British occupied India. We have the partition. Mm-hmm. I was, were you surprised to see this open in
1: 1942? I was, I was, I was not prepared for that. I was very excited by that.
0: And we opened inside an ancient temple, uh, with, uh, the lady from the end of the last episode Yes, and she looks exactly the same. Yep. And, uh, they are running around looking for something and it turns out they're looking for the bangle.
1: Yes, and it's on a blue it on, hand.
0: It's on a Cree arm. Yeah. Um, so this is really interesting. So there's um, – I'm going to get a little bit ahead of ourselves here and talk about this. Um, you know, in this episode, we discovered that um, the power set is not the Inhumans but is Jin, and they come from yes. the Nord dimension, the light dimension, right? Yes. The thing is, do they? Are they? This is the question that I have because um, – if the Bengals on a Kree arm and it's somehow Kree technology, which makes sense because it's the nega bands, right? Which is Kree stuff, right? And it is interacting with Kamala's inherent superpowers. Yeah. Why would that be if they were Jin? Right. But what if just like in the comics, the Kree came to earth a hundred thousand years ago and did experiments on human beings and created the Inhumans and what if in the MCU, instead of the Inhumans living in, uh, up in the Himalayas or later on on the uh, blue side of the, the – in the blue the blue area of the moon. Well, they did do
1: that, but they got canceled, so.
0: <laughs> but what if instead of those things, Adalon is actually an alternate dimension?
1: Very so possible. what if you're
0: still going to back into the Inhumans anyway?
1: Yes, very possible.
0: Right? I mean, that seems reasonable to me. I mean,
1: th- this episode has very uh, far from home feelings to it, you know? Oh, yeah. Somebody's full of shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they're not hiding. The episode rushes right through all that stuff. A lot of that stuff, at least.
0: I think on purpose. People online were complaining about that, but I'm really glad about it because I think that um, these characters are just bad guys. We don't need to have a whole two episodes of them pretending to be good guys.
1: I don't need that. To. I don't mind. There's other stuff they rush through that I I wish they did not rush through.
0: Well, so in the um, in the flashback, um, they find the bangle, and one of the people in the bangle is Aisha, which is uh, Kamala's great grandmother.
1: Yes. And, uh, and they think a they, dig at the British.
0: They sure do. They really don't like the British. The show has taken a number of shots at the British and honestly, yes. fuck the British. Um, uh, but so the British army is arriving just as they find the bangle. Uh, they're like uh, attacking the ancient t- temple, which by the way, one more thing to, by the way, 10 rings, the 10 ring symbol is carved into the floor of the ancient temple. Yep. Now in the end of shang it turns out that the ring sent a message into space, and that's what got Captain Marvel's attention. Yeah. So now we're beginning to sort of see a a connection here, right? That seems like it seems as though the rings and the neg- the bands and the Kree, they're all connected in some way.
1: Well, I'll tell you one thing. What? And I'm not saying this is in any way connected other than maybe I need to clean my ears out. For the longest time throughout most of the episode, I thought when they were saying the NOR universe, I thought they were saying the new universe or the new dimension. And I was like, it's the new universe. They're going to introduce the, the, the what's it called? The quantum star or whatever it's called from new universe, right? That Quasar star brand. for a while. The star brand. I was like, this is very exciting. And then I realized they were saying NOR and not They new.
0: literally spell it out at one point. They literally say
1: N-O-O-R. <laughs> That's when I figured it out. Okay. I was like, oh, oh. They're saying NOR. <laughs>
0: uh so the two ladies um the british are attacking and they have to um they have to split up and aisha runs off with the yeah, bank
1: there's no reason to split up at that moment
0: yeah i think the reason to split up is because they played <laughs> on the budget to get them separated by like a collapsing ceiling or something like that that's my guess yeah. on this like yeah. that's the it was just a weird
1: thing where she's like i'll go with everyone else you go the other way huh yeah yeah why why don't we all just stick together yeah, I mean,
0: that's my, that's my assumption, is that the reason. And, we're
1: and also, we're being told the story by someone who's evil, so we don't know what the, if this is the that's,
0: truth. Right, that's the other thing, right? So, like, the people were kind of mad about some of the stuff from this story. Yeah. And when I heard people get mad about it, I said, "You, why do you assume all this is true? Yeah. Like, why do we assume that in episode three, they're just info-dumping this to us in the first six, six minutes of the episode? Yeah. Like, doesn't it seem plausible that there's more to it than this? Yeah. Especially
1: uh, I, shortly after she says to Kamala, we were exiled to Earth. Yeah. Well, like, wh- And why? it's like Super <laughs> 101. Somebody tells you you were exiled to Earth. You, your question is, why? Why were you exiled?
0: <clears throat> right. I mean, like, you know, obviously the story that usually you would give if you were a bad guy exiled, what you would say is, we fought against the evil king. And the evil yeah. king exiled us. But they don't even do that. like Because I think Kamala doesn't know any better, frankly.
1: No, she's all freaked out. Which, you know, she's a 16-year-old kid who's got superpowers and just met other people who are immortal. It's weird. A weird yeah, and
0: and it's finally people that she can like actually talk to about this stuff.
1: You yes. know what I mean? Like
0: she's had this for a couple of days. She's been getting used to it. She doesn't know what to do about it. And she finally finds somebody who can understand. This is sort of a version of the idea of representation. Like how important it is to, to meet other people like you, to not be the only person in the room like yourself. Yeah. And so she's like kind of really wild about it. And she's kind of excited. She's excited because she meets the rest of this group. They call themselves clandestine which I don't like but whatever. Um the reason why I don't like it by the way is that clandestine is a it's marvel comic. Man. Well, it's a it's it's an, it's a marvel comic. Did we talk about this last episode we talked about this yes. a little bit like in the spoiler bit um the premise of the clandestine comic is that there's a a a family of superhumans that has passed their power on through generations from the crusades until now and they got their power from a jinn i mean so that is the story but the thing is that two things they all they do almost nothing in the marvel universe they never show up like they just really exist in their own little corner they have met other people in the in the marvel universe but they're not really involved but two they don't call themselves clandestine uh they are the destines yeah and that's their clan.
1: Yeah, so their you... clan space Destine.
0: Right. right. And so that's the thing. So like they're the Destine clan. And then when you yeah. do it for the comic book title, you call them clandestine. And then that's yeah. cool because they're they're hidden superheroes, super right? And that's cool. But nobody ever calls them that in the comics no. because it is dumb. And here she's like, we're the clandestine. And I'm like, oh, don't, don't do that. But yeah. I get it. But I also feel like the clandestine is so meaningless that they have to be the Inhumans. Do you know what I mean? Like, why bother throwing that name on there? Yeah. Because it does feel like a totally phony-ass, pointless name.
1: Yes. It's also the kind of name where when you hear it, you're like, I think these people are evil.
0: Well, the other thing is that, like, in the comics, the sort of the version these, this the version of these people that are in the comics, they're called the lineage. And that actually would work fine. Like, the lineage with the lineage. Like, uh, yeah. okay, sure, why not? Anyway, yeah, clandestine doesn't sound great, right? But anyway, they tell all of this to Kamala, and they say to her that um, they want to get home. And the bangle is actually the source, the way that they can get back home. Um, it's important to note that Kamala is like hanging out at their house. Like we cut from her in the last episode being in the car and then just now we're in the house and she's talking to these people. They're yeah. all super modern.
1: I think that's really yes. important to know. One guy's watching her classmates' uh, TikTok.
0: Yeah. Pop, and pop, 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 pop. they just look like regular modern people. They look on, like – They're
1: dressed like uh, the X-Men, which is pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> they are i think that's on purpose
0: it might be uh but uh they uh it's really i think that's really thematically important is that they are look like regular people um yeah. uh, so she also learns that cameron has told his mom that um he thinks that kamala is adorable yes and that he is half human or partially human just like she is that he is yes. not He's born in the alternate universe yeah and he is actually 17. They're all 100 and something and uh he is uh, something like a 17. Is, so she's she, um, not twilight. <laughs> exactly. Uh so uh they get like sort of like the, the talk about the nor dimension. Nor N-O-O-R. that means light in Arabic. Um and the problem is they can't access their powers in this in this universe. Um but Kamala can because the bangle uh, is what does it? And they had been looking for. Uh, they didn't know why happened to Aisha. They didn't know that she had a family, and they only figured it out when the bangle activated. They felt it, yeah.
1: and so they oh, also in to... the in the flashback, it said that there is two bangles, but they could only find one. There are two. That's bangles, very important.
0: Which yeah. we all know, by the way, from comic books. We knew yes. that there is two of these things running around. We just did not know where the other one was going to show up, and we still uh, don't. Somebody, a so little birdie, has told me look for that second bangle in the Marvels coming next year.
1: Well, there
0: you go. Especially because the Marvels is supposed to come out right after this. You,
1: uh, Originally, keep just spoiling stuff for people. That's
0: not a spoiler. That's a that's a scoop. Uh, the the Marvels is supposed to come out right after this, so I think that the yeah. Marvels is supposed to pick up almost directly from the show. Yeah. Uh, in much the same way that Multiverses Madness was supposed to pick up right from Wandavision. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then so, but things got fucked up.
1: That's what happens. <clears throat>
0: um. So, uh. Kamala goes back, uh, she leaves them and she goes back to, um, Bruno and I guess she spends the whole night out, right? Um, Well, she, she
1: also, she, before she goes back, she asked them why Cameron can't just use the bangle and Cameron's mom is like, oh, he can't, don't worry about it. Well, she's like, maybe there's something,
0: maybe there's something out there for him.
1: Yes. Well, that that tells me that opening up this portal will kill Kamala. Oh, it's
0: definitely going to kill Kamala, and it's yeah. definitely going to wipe New Jersey off the map. Yes, yeah. it's going to do yeah. both of those things. Yeah. And, that, and that's
1: why she doesn't want Cameron to, to, to do it. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, so she goes to Bruno's house, and she is like, so, okay, what's the deal with this? I just met these people. You're the only person I can talk to about it. She info dumps on him. He is heavily confused. He does like hearing that Cameron is, in fact, um, some kind of uh, alternate dimension guy because he's like, I
1: knew that guy was no good. An average looking um, alternate dimension guy.
0: Exactly. Very average looking. Yes. Uh and so uh Kamala's like, so you can like explain this to me. You're a science guy, right? You can tell me about alternate dimensions and whatever. And he's like, uh, not really. Um so
1: she tasks him. Well, with, he says there's a paper that he just read, right? But I, I didn't catch oh, what it, the name of the writer of the paper was, but I imagine that's something. It was Dr. It was Dr.
0: Right? Dr. Er, Eric Selvig. Okay. Well, there you go. That's the guy that it's, which is yeah, from, from Thor, Thor, and who
1: they yeah. always trot
0: out for this. I wish they would do a different name. Um, I wish they would pull a different character from the um, uh, from the, the 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 library. I, I, I mean? kind of
1: like that they're just taking on Selvig for now. That's I, think that's I guess.
0: I mean, that if there's so many different interesting scientists in the marvel comics universe who are never either never going to make it or if you mention them here it's not going to break the universe when they do show yeah. up do you know what i mean yeah. um it reminds me a lot of like doctor strange being mentioned in civil war not civil war but yeah, winter, winter soldier, soldier. right yeah. like it doesn't break it but it's really cool right like yeah um and then now when we watch doctor strange we recognize that shield is on to him even as he becomes sorcerer supreme right so like it's like very interesting i mean I, i'm assuming that's the timeline but i don't really know what the timeline of doctor strange is
1: yeah, the, the you know, timeline of Doctor Strange is a little confusing because they don't make it clear how long he's in training. Yeah, so he, it's but, really uh, not 100% yeah. certain. But um, I would have liked to have heard a
0: different name here. I would have, I mean, But whatever, it's not the end of the fucking world. For the average audience member, Dr. Alex, Eric Selvig is exciting because they might recognize him from Thor. Um, yeah. So she, he says he's going to help her and um, he's going to find out all of the stuff that she needs to know because Bruno is in fact a simp. Yes. Um. We uh, then get some more damage control.
1: Yep. Boo.
0: Yeah, so you tweeted about this. Talk about your
1: problems here. Uh, in the comics, damage control is a private company that fixes things that superheroes break. So if there's a superhero fight and they destroy a city block, damage control comes in and fixes it. That's what they do. Uh, in this, they're just – And like they're a the, comedy group too. And they're a comedy group. They're really And they were created by Dwayne McDuffie, the great Dwayne McDuffie. Um, and it's a, it's a real bummer to see them just be a government agency that is kind of maybe evil a little bit. And it's like, what a waste. What a waste of a great concept that could have been a great TV show or animated series or something, and then they just blew it. And I, I think it's real dumb. And I really hate that their coats say D-O-D-C because it's not F-B-O-I. <laughs> <laughs> So it really bugs me. (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) Marvel has no shortage of weird government groups. No, No. there's plenty. There's plenty. And damage control was never a government group. When they showed up in Spider-Man Far From Home, it was sort of a groan for me
1: they showed up he, again. At least they were doing kind of a damage control thing where it's like, hey, we've been we're we've been given the government contract to take care of this, and, and we're a Tony Stark company. And it's like, okay, that kind of works. They weren't a Tony Stark. I can Stark. dig that. They were Tony Stark owned them. Now, that's no, one of the things
0: that they say. that's the whole thing. In um in No Way Home, they seized all of Tony Stark stuff.
1: No, yeah, No Way Home, they but in, in Spider Man Homecoming, it, it's a Tony Stark company.
0: I don't think it is.
1: It is have you watched it recently? I, I remember very well that she says uh, Tony Stark in connection with the, with the U S government. And like, that's the whole joke is that Tony Stark is just taking everything. And he's like, Hey, I'm the rich guy. I take everything. I get all the equipment. I'm looking this up now because okay. I,
0: I do not remember. Oh, you're right. Adventure between Stark industries. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay, fine. Fine. Which made
1: me really excited. Cause I was like, that makes a lot of sense. That would be a Stark company, right? Cause he's, the main superhero. So he's like, Oh, we got to have something out there that fixes the stuff and I can make money off of it. Great. Right. Done. Like that worked for me. Yeah. And then they kind of, and all of a sudden now they're just like, they're basically, Oh, we got rid of shield. So now damage control shield.
0: Yeah. It really is a bummer. I mean, obviously they're holding off on sword sword would make a lot of sense here. They're holding off on sword. Clearly. I think hammer would have made sense. Um, although in the comics, they never figured out what hammer stands for. Uh, but like hammer and shield, you know, I mean that works. But I don't
1: know. here's my other problem: this should be Valentina Fontaine.
0: Well, it might be still.
1: But the one that's running around is not. So it's like right, that's right. a but bummer. She,
0: well, no, she's not. She she, she isn't going to run the fucking street level op. Like when they get if they when they capture Ms. Marvel, maybe she should maybe, maybe. you know what I mean? Like, because it's the same way that like you know Nick Fury isn't running around on the street level chasing dudes
1: when you know. But Nick Fury shows up to talk to Tony Stark. Yeah, but this is not Tony Stark. Yeah, that's true. That's true.
0: <laughs> and also this is, you know, fifteen years after that, right? So or twenty yeah. years almost because there was the um the blip. And no, it's it's actually now real time, right? More or less.
1: I think they're still like two years ahead, aren't they?
0: So it's like, yeah. So it's like fifteen years or so, sixteen years or so. Um there's probably plenty of other superpower people running around that yeah. we just don't know about, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I agree. I don't like it being da- damage control. I don't love the the government agency stuff. I just find that like a little exhausting now.
1: Um, yeah.
0: And it is very – this is very played out. I mean I think that the twist is going to be that they're actually good. Yes. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I think in the end, I think to will be the twist. I think that that's the only twist you can do with this because it's they're so obviously not good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that well, one, I even, mean it's interesting and it's definitely something that the show is – Commenting on is how the government treats, you know, Muslim organizations and whatnot. Yeah,
0: you know? because they show up at the mosque and they come in, they don't take off their shoes and they start, um, uh, they start questioning the sheikh and, uh, nakia runs up and she has she is in the process of winning the election when when this happens she is not quite she introduces herself as the new board member and somebody goes we haven't counted the votes yet she goes i'm the yeah. prospective new board member yeah, that was good. and she really takes control of the situation and she's like if you don't have a if you don't have a warrant you can't come in here we, we don't know we're not going to talk about this girl at all that you that was involved that may or may not have been involved we're not going to speak about it until you show up here with a signed warrant um the the head damage control lady is like uh Oh, where do you where did you study law? She goes, No, I watched a lot of law and order, but you know that I'm right. She, she, she says, Well,
1: they, they teach you law in homeroom? And she says, nope. And order she is right. And so the damage control people have to leave. Actually, she's not right, but that's a different problem. What do you mean? Uh, two weeks ago the, the Supreme Court said that authorities can enter any place within 100 of a hundred miles of the border. And New Jersey is within 100 mile, miles of the border, so that would do it. Uh,
0: well, we don't know what the Supreme Court rules <laughs> in the MCU. Since this is a positive universe, perhaps they have a good Supreme Court. <laughs> yeah, <maybe. laughs> Um. Actually, what the Supreme Court ruled is that you can't sue them for that.
1: Okay. So they so, still, so that means they can do it.
0: <laughs> like that's what that means. Yeah, they can still do it. You just can't yeah. sue them for it. Well, well, they're not, do not, it not, we do they're it. not supposed to do yeah. it. And yeah, like if yeah. they arrest you or whatever, maybe that won't stand up in a court of law. Yeah. but you can't sue them. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's a it's a it's a pretty good scene. Nakia really gets a really strong uh, moment here, uh, I think, where she gets to really stand up, uh, uh, really assert herself, and um, I like this character a lot, frankly.
1: I like Nakia a lot. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, she goes back. N- Nakia leaves and goes to Kamala's house and collapses on the bed and is feeling it's really Snoopy. upset. Shmoopy, yes. She's really upset. She's upset about the, the damage control people showing up at their um at their mosque. By the way, everybody knows damage control. This is like not quite shield, right? Like everybody's fully aware of damage control. Yes. They just yeah. talk about damage control left and right.
1: Although I guess everybody knew about shield too. Eventually, but it was supposed right, to be. Because in Age of Ultron, everybody knows about SHIELD.
0: That's a bunch of years in, I guess. Um yeah. but like remember the whole thing is that in Iron Man, S.H.I.E.L.D. is a secret organization.
1: and Iron Man, S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't even know what their name means yet. <laughs> they
0: don't know what their name means yet. <laughs> yeah. when are we Although they've been around for
1: 30 years, at least. Or like 50 years. It over well, 50 over years long. Yeah. yeah, It's over
0: like 60 years at that point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, Naki is not just a man of damage control. She's kind of not wild about
1: Nightlight. Yes, bringing attention to the mosque like that.
0: Yeah, Nightlight is causing a lot of trouble. And... Damage control is trying to pit Muslim against Muslim, but at the same time, Nakia also doesn't really love that Nightlight is bringing all this attention, and um, she feels like that Nightlight is actually, you know, putting the community in danger. Yes, and then um, she tells uh, she tells her that she won the the seat. Yep, it's very sweet.
1: It's very very sweet. And and this starts something that I think they do really well in this episode is Kamala's back and forth on whether or not she's it's good to be a hero. You know, because she starts off the episode being like, I screwed up, that kid got hurt. And then Bruno's like, Look, you're trending. And she watches the video and she sees the people cheering and she's feeling good about it. And then Nokia comes in and is like, That, that superhero is causing nothing but problems for the community. And now she feels down on it. And in a little bit she's going to talk to the shake and the shake's going to make her feel better about it. And I like, I like the back and forth where it's not, she keeps teetering on the edge of being Peter Parker and then being pulled away from it. I think they do a good job on that.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it, it is it is big Peter Parker energy, right? It really is. and and well
1: she does everything that the opposite of what Peter Parker would do, like Peter Parker, Mysterio's like, hey, give me those, and he's like, sure, take it. <laughs> like, you know, well, in, and the here,
0: movie, in the yeah. she's much closer to Peter Parker in the comics, especially yes. teenage Peter Parker in the comics. She's just less angry than Peter Parker in the comics. In the comics, Peter Parker would be very mad about everybody being down on Spider Man, but he also would think that he also fucked up. So yes. like, he would go, he would be back and forth on it. But with well, thing
1: things, everybody would be down on Spider Man. Where here, only Nakia is down on Spider Man, but no, that's dude, enough no. of a person to make her feel to question it and, well, and she's down on like it did not go well that kid almost died i almost didn't save that kid and then i got attacked by drones
0: it's the inversion of flash thompson where for peter parker nobody likes spider-man except flash thompson who doesn't yeah. like who doesn't like peter parker but here nakia who loves kamala doesn't like nightlight yes and so it's the inversion of that but everybody else seems to like nightlight more or less yes. and so that's sort of a really interesting inversion of that that peter parker trope which uh which I which I think they did a pretty okay job in the Spider-Man movies, but not as good as I think it necessarily could have been because people didn't dislike Peter Parker enough. Or Spider-Man yeah. I should say enough until Well the yeah,
1: movie. they they went more ultimate Spider-Man with how Peter Parker is treated. Yeah. Whereas like nobody like likes him, but nobody doesn't like him. He's just there.
0: Um Amani Vellani is just so good. She really um does really good acting here opposite um Nakia, who is doing all the talking. Yes. But she really gives the whole thing across in her face like it's like really impressive she's a really impressive young actress
1: she really is she's fantastic she does a great job she does an absolutely great job
0: um so they have an engagement party uh Mm -hmm. and uh it is asana is not coming from karachi their uh, the grandmother. Yes. But everybody else is there. And there's a million people there. Um, uh, Taisha, who is the, the bride-to-be, is like, wow, you have a lot of family. And uh, they're like, oh, we're Pakistani. We roll really we roll, deep. We roll um, deep. This also, I think, for us as Italians felt very familiar.
1: Yes, uh, I was looking is- for rainbow cookies, like on the on the down the table. I was like, I have
0: rainbow just cookies. just ten thousand people who are ostensibly somehow related to you, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that are crammed into the house and in the backyard, and like that's like very very familiar yep. uh, to us. Uh, it's it, it's kind of great. Um, I, I have love, a theory that
1: that's very familiar to most nationalities and families. That's one of those things that every nationality is like that's what we do, and it's like every every nationality. I
0: think it's days. it's it's I think it's very specifically actually." Um, familiar to immigrant nationalities. I think that the thing is that as people stay in America longer and they become more Americanized, they lose these family bonds. This is like a function of America. But I think
1: it becomes neighbor bonds. I don't think just essentially things America. I, I, I mean, I, I see it here. So, so. <laughs> I mean, they
0: sort of exist, but not like not like this, and not like it does for the immigrants. Because the thing for the immigrants and the thing that was for our grandparents and is for
1: yeah, um, I, yeah, there's a different format because it, it's oh, and and. Uh, 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 Muneva goes into, in, in the discussion they have in the bathroom of like coming to America and finding your place and finding people and whatnot. And like, it's not just yeah. people,
0: but it's people who are like you and understand yeah. where you're coming from and you share a culture. Like yeah. that's the thing. So like when we were growing up, all these like guineas that were like hanging out at the house, um, part of it was because they all came up in the same way. And so yeah. the. Rec- so now, but like when you live in a suburb, you make friends with your neighbors and you have like barbecues or whatever. It isn't quite the same thing because you don't really have a central connection. And the central connection that immigrant people have in these communities is that they don't. I'm not, I don't mean this in a bad way. They don't belong there, and they find other people who also don't belong there, and then they create a space of belonging. Yes, like I don't. I don't, I don't mean they don't belong there. Really, I mean that. Yes, that yeah. They, they often. feel like
1: they don't belong. They feel outcast,
0: and they get made to feel that way, right? Yes. Yes. And that's how it was with our family. Like when our, our great grandparents came from Italy, they didn't speak, they didn't speak English, nope. you know? And so they found other people. I mean, like not to be too obvious about it, but watch the Godfather part two. And yeah. it's that thing, you know what I mean? Like you find people who are like you and you settle in a community that is all people of your ethnicity. Um, but that, that that doesn't happen um, once the people have assimilated. We have cousins and we've assimilated, too, you and I. But we have cousins that have moved to the suburbs. You and I, we have moved all across the country. Um, we no longer really have that connection to that culture, and we don't really have that connection to yeah, we're
1: we're like, we're like when the Sopranos go to Italy. And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, that's what we're we like,
0: are. We're like an even a level beyond the Sopranos. We're sort of closer to like AJ, you and I, where yeah. it's like we're, we're really distant from that shit. We're, like, we're very yeah. distant from that stuff. Um,
1: we're like Christopher. I mean Christopher goes to Italy and he doesn't understand – like he understands even less than Tony does.
0: Yeah. I mean like the thing is – this is a conversation I've had with our father, which I'm very fascinated – and this is the thing that I've been uh, reading about in in school um, in terms of immigrant communities and religious immigrant communities and Muslim communities in particular, but I think I see it in other communities as well, is that the first generation that comes to America makes an attempt to assimilate. Yes. Like halfway. They don't quite get there. Their kids very often – are embarrassed by their parents and go even farther. Yeah, And then the next generation feels disconnected from their heritage and then tries to go back. Yes, And that is a thing that you see again and again and again. And I think that you and I have both tried to make connections to our heritages in our own ways, right? Um, we I think we both feel slightly disconnected from them in some ways, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, like we don't, we don't live as Irish or Italian people necessarily.
1: No, I agree. No, I fully agree. <laughs> so like, like uh, it's always a weird thing to me when I think like, like you do it a lot, where you're like, "Well, I'm a, I'm Italian." It's like hey, you're American. <laughs> like, like you're, you're an American. I lean
0: in. I I have begun leaning into it a lot in the last couple of years. That that's yes. part of my trying to return to some of my heritage stuff. Like I'm trying. I'm making a a very specific choice. You know, yes. like our father very specifically turned away from a lot of that stuff and became very much a white person. Um, and he recognizes that. And he, we, we talked about it. You know what I mean? Um, that like that's like part of. The, and his parents even more than that because I think they really didn't even want him to.
1: Well, know his parents, Italian. our grandparents, fucked me in high school. So I thought they could speak Italian because they spoke fake Italian all the time. And then I took Italian in to high school, being like, they'll be able to help me. And then I brought my homework, and they're like, we don't speak that shit. I was like, well, great. You no, know, they speak <laughs> Italian like like the Sopranos speak Italian. They speak, yeah, they speak no, They just speak make up Italian sounding <laughs> words. That's it.
0: It's, it's pigeon New York Italian American, like yeah. it's like it's, it's Italian related. Uh, yeah. But like That's their true. parents, their parents spoke Italian and spoke Italian around the house. Yes, and but then their parents it,
1: would not let them speak Italian because they wanted then, them to integrate
0: exactly. And then and then our dad grew up in an, in a house that was like two steps separated. Then we grew up three steps separated from that.
1: Well, we grew so, up three steps separated and in two different environments between an Irish half of the family and an Italian right. half of the family, right?
0: So anyway, I think you're right that a lot of people will recognize this, but I think the the people who recognize it very traditionally are going to be in immigrant families or immigrant adjacent families because we're like third yeah. generation immigrant families. It, it, it not-
1: it's the kind of thing uh, you see it all the time online and it drives me crazy. Where people are like, "We're Jewish, so my mom's always feeding us." It's like that's every mother. That's every spurt. like
0: but it's, it's not every mom. mother that's how she was crazy is that it's not every mother so but, I, but it's
1: not a specifically like jewish thing italian mothers do that I, irish mothers do that yeah, no, chinese mothers do that korean mothers do that like no i get it's no I mother agree. thing
0: no here's the thing it's it, but the thing is what i think you have to understand and this is something i've come to understand in the last couple of years so like i don't believe in whiteness like, I, I don't, I don't, it's not real. There's no such thing as white people, right? Except that there is a culture, there is a social understanding that there's such a thing as white people, right? But there's no such thing as white people. Yeah. Um, in fact, you can to take it back to our family. Our grandfather was terribly racist against um, the German people into whom our cousins married into their family. <laughs> Yes. Like just terribly racist against these Germans, and <laughs> all the time.
1: And well, but you, your girlfriend's thing. parents are racist against the right? <laughs> exactly,
0: right, yeah, right. Exactly. So, but, so, but, but the thing is, what there is is that there is after a couple of generations, quote unquote, Americanness, and yes. these things sort of drop away. And I think that American, quote unquote, white families, they the mothers don't feed the way that the immigrant family mothers do. Or the immigrant-adjacent family mothers do. I think that, that if you find somebody whose percent. family has been here for six generations, seven generations, eight generations, they don't have that same thing. Now, the families that came from overseas – Are there
1: families that have been here for eight generations? Have we? I, is there eight generations of white genera- people in America?
0: Generation X is the 13th generation of Americans.
1: Really? Wow. Yeah. I so now we're,
0: at the, we're actually at the 15th generation of Americans right now.
1: Yeah. Crazy.
0: Yeah, but people who have been here since the early 1800s or the 1700s—the people who went, especially the people who went into like the Midwest and shit like that—and left all of their culture behind and created this like weird, bland Midwest culture that exists, like those. But people Midwest culture know. is all about eating.
1: See, I mean, that goes into my thing. That's it's all about
0: eating. that is not eating, but it's but I don't know that it's the same thing in. I, I, anyway, I'm just gonna say that I think that there is I mean, American culture
1: in, is all about eating. Everything is surrounding yeah. food.
0: Yeah, of course, but it's not the, it isn't Isn't the same thing. I think there's a look, thing. Look, about- I
1: was reading a thing the other day about how uh, there's a thing on Twitter, of people discussing cultures. And, and somebody was like, I think they were Swedish, maybe. And they were like, I don't understand in America. If someone comes to your home, they just expect you to feed them. That makes no sense to me. If somebody comes to my home, they can figure out their own food. And it's like, that's crazy to me. <laughs> like, no, so you invited somebody to your house and you're not going to feed them? Really? That's crazy. No, but yeah, I, I mean I think know, that, or wherever that guy was from my camera where that guy but was. But that's from.
0: where you get into the Midwest. Those Nordic people that came into the Midwest, that's their heritage, right?
1: Yeah, but I mean, but here all- they feed everyone.
0: Well, there's a lot of eating. America's a fat country, right? But I think that the feeding, I think is done very differently than it is in the uh, immigrant households. I really I honestly really do think so. I think that like in the first episode of the series where um, Kamala's mom gives uh, Bruno all those meals, Yes. That's very specifically immigrant family. It's not that he ate there and then took stuff home. She had stuff on the side for I his home go. all yeah. the time. Yeah. Like and that feels very correct to me. That's our grandparents making a fucking 5 – of a, a, a 5 gallon jar of a, a pot of pasta of pasta sauce. Yes. You know what I mean? Like and like like you could feel like they they could feed an army. And that was the premise is that they they might need to feed an army on the drop of a hat. Yes. And then uh but that isn't necessarily what people do now. And uh, it isn't this it isn't the same thing is what i'm uh,
1: so that's i think true. that that's right.
0: i think that every culture has it but the farther that you get from the from your culture and the more american you get I think that you begin to lose a lot of that stuff especially in i think in 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 suburban environments i think especially um especially when you move out of um ethnic enclaves and you move into these sort of generic suburban environments i think you get yeah. less and less and less i think you get like you get like dinners you 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 plan dinners but in our grandparents house that door was always open and you never knew who was going
1: to walk in that door any night of the week you know what i but think there was always enough food for them you know what i think what jew broad prejudice prejudice against italians can you believe it It's <laughs> my favorite line in goodfellas <laughs> jew broad prejudice against italians can you believe it uh, <laughs> I can, like Every time I hear that line in the movie, I instantly, it's our grandfather. It's our grandfather.
0: Is our grandfather. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, it's a great scene. I love this scene. I love this scene of the family. Um, there's something I've been thinking about a lot in terms of this program, which is that we hear a lot in this modern era about representation and inclusion and diversity, right? Yeah. And a lot of times what you hear is, oh, this is a story, and then they talk about the identities of the people involved. Yeah. And that's the first thing they talk about, right? But the thing is, is that I think there's nothing wrong with doing that. But what I want is I want the story to be good and also with this stuff in it. And that's what Ms. Marvel, I think, is nailing.
1: Well, my problem with the other format, which this show kind of did in Episode 2 with Nakia, right? Where Nakia is in the bathroom and just explains what her entire existence is. Um, My issue with that kind of thing is... You're, you're telling me, you're not showing me there like, wh- like what the culture is. You're just saying like, this is my culture. This is what I do. This is what we are. And that's not interesting to me. But here, you just put me into it. And then you have her brother come down and be like, you're only supposed to steal one pair of shoes, not all my shoes. Now I know that that's part of this whole thing. Yeah. You don't need to explain it to me, like flat out. Like I'm be like, oh, what we do is this. Like, no, I understand that this is part of what they're called, like what a Pakistani – uh, wedding party thing is right like they okay, do that in that's india too
0: it. so it's 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 the well, whole india, subcontinent. Yeah. well i'm saying they, they are pakistanis but they also do yeah. in india so it's it's, a, it's the whole subcontinent that's a that's a tradition
1: yeah so but but you don't need to scream it at me right so like i can pick it up i, I get the cues i get the pieces right they show his his bride-to-be sitting in the chair having her uh the hentai right isn't that what's called tattoo being done
0: it's no. not hentai. It's,
1: he- hen- it's hent- not a hentai. What's it different. called? It's not hentai. That's, that's very different. That means very weird. Imagine if that was the fucking case. What's it called? <laughs> what's I can't what what's, a think of what's Wait, called. Tattooed porn on this woman's body. <laughs> what's it called? What's that kind of tattoo called? Hentai. Where, where henna henna tattoo. <laughs> and, and, and but she's being like hentai. doted on, right? They're, like they're feeding her and stuff, and she's just sitting there. Like that's part of the deal. That's how this works. And like, no,
0: but, right, right. But I, but I yeah. love that the show has this stuff. But I love the show also has. I also love
1: that it has hentai.
0: <laughs> I love that it has a great story and characters, though that yes. it isn't but, but, just. That's right. what I'm
1: saying. Is it, it's integrated into the story and characters. Right. It's not. It doesn't stop, and have her be like, "Hey, I'm going to Ferris Bueller you now and tell you what this is." Like, right. it just, it's in there. It's integrated in as if. Look, it's the same as like. Look, you know what Christmas is. We're not going to have to explain Christmas all the time. Here you go. This is a. This is a wedding. This is what the. This is what their traditions are. Well, that's we're the funny. Shove it down. Like we're not going to. Explain it. You can figure it out. You're smart.
0: That's the thing. So I think what the other funny thing is that I'm – I have not seen any backlash against this, but I'm sure it exists. But like uh – if you find yourself watching this and being like why am I why do I have to spend so much time in this cultural thing why isn't this a show about a thing imagine if the same show was done with the, the they were christian they were getting married i don't think you'd even notice that you no. were experiencing a religious ceremony i think yeah. that it's just so ingrained in us in the west that this is what a thing is that we don't even recognize like what we're looking at yeah. and so that's the part i love about it too is that it has that opening of the Godfather vibe where it's just like, we're just going to fucking luxuriate in this family. Yes. And we're just yeah. going to luxuriate yeah. in it. And if this was not a quote well, the, unquote, it, the, thing, you wouldn't notice it.
1: It's the current light year thing where people are like, oh, why are they going to put in this sexuality stuff? It's like you didn't you didn't complain when it was a guy and a woman kissing or like, so why is it a big deal if it's a woman and a woman? Like it, those are both sexuality.
0: I haven't seen the movie yet, but I did see the scene. Somebody okay. put it on
1: Twitter. Uh-oh.
0: A character walks through. A character walks through a door. They say they, it's her surprise birthday party, and she gives another woman, who is apparently her wife, a peck on the lips. Like a peck. Oh my God, I'm gonna faint. It is crazy that anybody's upset about this. It is truly bonkers. Like it is yeah. like a, a quarter of a second peck on the lips. Yeah. Like if it was her mother, like it's it's exactly as sexual as giving your mother a peck on the lips. There you go. Um, which I guess depending on who's listening to this, maybe that could be like a thing. I don't know.
1: But for uh, for the McFly family, we know what that's like.
0: <laughs> so anyway, we have this big party. I really love this big party, but in the party, Kamala hears uh people talking about nightlight some more, and they're also sort of down on nightlight. They don't they, they think she's causing trouble, they think that she's causing uh too much of a ruckus, and so she uh leaves to go outside. She brings with her this what, box. Yeah, a box she got from
1: uh from Bruno, Bruno
0: left. Yeah, he could not come box. to the. He could not come to the party. He had a shift at the uh, the store, but uh, she takes the box outside. You and gonna she I to say be-
1: anything about the box. What about it? Bruno carefully took a marker and colored out the name of the company on the box. <laughs>
0: That's funny because I don't know why they would. I would like to take a little look at that because they could just make a box in props. Like it's not. That's it's, not it's a,
1: a shoebox, so I'm guessing they just grabbed a shoebox.
0: No, I know, but they could easily make a shoebox in props, or they could put paper yeah, but, over it. So I'm yeah. wondering if, like, if we looked at the shoebox prop, if he had done colored it in in a way that, like, it makes a design or an image or something like that. That we just it looks like it's, like it's
1: like just it. a black block over where the name of the, the company is.
0: I guess it could be. Uh, I wonder yeah. if they thought they were going to be able to get. Um, clearance on it and they couldn't and they just fucking put like a black block of cgi over it yeah um she goes outside to um open the uh box and then the shake comes out he's like hey the party's in the back what are you doing out here and she talks about nightlight and uh asking maybe that she's doing more harm than good and the shakes like well you know she said that little boy he was gonna die that boy in the minaret and uh then he talks to her about like um Sort of like the idea of of, 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 of doing good and, and, and he uses basically Kamala's um her catchphrase, her her with great power comes great responsibility from the comics, which is good is not a thing that you are. It's a thing that you do.
1: Oh, I thought it came from Kiss Kiss Bang Bang.
0: <laughs> that is her that is like her um with great power from the comics. That's like her yeah. line. Um, and I love okay. it because I think it's a really great line. I think it's, it's a really great
1: line. Good and it, it literally is from Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Is it really? Yes.
0: Wow,
1: it, it's that. a running joke in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang where Robert Downey Jr. keeps saying, "I'm good," and Val Kilmer says, uh, "Superman does good. You don't. You are not good." Like, <laughs> well, you're trying I to think, point out how he was using the word wrong. Like what well, I think is a little bit different. <laughs> the
0: big yes. premise is less of a. And that's what I thought. About.
1: Like that was honestly my thought. I was like, "Oh, the shake probably just watched Kiss Kiss Bang Bang the night before. It's a great yep. movie."
0: It's, it's it's more about the idea that whoever you are, you can or always do the, Or also the
1: first episode of 30 Rock. They have that.
0: The Tracy idea is Morgan who, says whoever you are, you can always do good. That's yes. the premise. That there's never yes. – that doesn't make a difference that you are who you are, but what you – the good things or what you do is not inherent in you. Yes. Um, which means that you can't sit on your laurels as a good person either. You can't say, I'm a good person. You have to continue to do good. Yeah. And it's really nice, and it really is nice because when she opens – after the shake leaves, she opens the box and she gets – um uh, her new mask
1: and she says i'll put this on in three more episodes
0: <laughs> so bruno is back at the circle Q, and um kamala's dad comes in yusuf and we have the greatest easter egg in the history of the mcu here you think so i think so
1: i didn't think so Why not? I mean, it's fine i don't think it's the greatest easter egg in the history of the mcu but that was fine
0: I thought it was great because – so he buys a Hostess Fruit Pie, which yes. nerds of a certain age will know that the Hostess Fruit Pie ad was a staple of superhero comics for a decade or two more. And in the ad, it would be a superhero story, one-page yeah. superhero story with a Marvel or DC superhero and stopping a villain and eating Hostess fruit pies. Yes. And it was like – like, it, omni- it was omnipresent. Like you, you could not read a comic. It was every,
1: every issue of, of every comic had one. For like 15
0: yeah. years, you couldn't read a comic and not have a Hostess fruit pie. Yeah. Yet. And like they are – there's a lot of really good Hostess fruit pies. Yeah, it's not, not just superhero ones. It's a pretty good one, Marie Antoinette. Um, let them eat fruit pies or let them eat snowballs is like I think yeah. what the uh, thing is. But like I love – Because there
1: those Snickers commercials where it's like, like, oh, you're being mean – have a Snickers and then you turn into Robin Williams or whatever. right? Like, yes.
0: But it's like a little bit weirder yeah. because it is yeah, it actually weird. the people that made the comics
1: would draw these fucking things. Yeah, yeah. They are not it'd be written by Jim Shooter and drawn by like John Romita. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: It wasn't like farmed out to some Madison Avenue company. The company yeah. hired Marvel people or the DC well, people. DC people.
1: Yeah.
0: Do it. yeah. Um, so I always loved that growing up and then they
1: disappeared and. They just they, did that actually not too long ago. They did that a similar and it was Snickers. They did it with DC where it's Superman fighting Doomsday, and then he gives Doomsday the uh, Snickers, and Doomsday turns into, I want to say, Batman. And people complained, because they were like, I thought it was part of the comic. <laughs> it, was like it, was, it looked like the same art as the rest of the issue.
0: That used to happen to me all the time as a kid. Like yeah. I would turn the page, and I wouldn't realize I was reading a fucking hostess oh, fruit pie until like, I was three years old.
1: <laughs> why is Spider-Man suddenly fighting Thanos in the middle of this Avengers comic? What's going on?
0: <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, but I loved it, because it was a thing that, for a, nerds of a certain age, it was omnipresent. It went away and I don't think it's ever fully achieved the pop culture thing that so many of the other weird – I disagree. I think it has. I think
1: it is. gets mentioned in comics a lot. I mean I just said like they did it a couple of years ago with Snickers with Superman fighting Doomsday. Yeah, Day, and I, and don't think that, I don't like, think it, that
0: standard human beings know
1: this. I don't know if standard human beings know this but anyone that still – I think it still is referenced in comics pretty often.
0: Yeah, but that's like – who? How, like how many people buy, buy an issue of a comic these days?
1: I don't know. I know, but but I'm, I, I mean, how many? It's the same as it was before. Like, like I mean, it's it's not only no, people that read. No, what I'm saying is only the people that read the comics would know.
0: Right. That's gag. what makes it such an incredible Easter egg. That's what that's the beauty of it. Like that's the whole thing is that it is an Easter egg. It's a joke. It's an in joke, and it's like a deep in joke. And it doesn't take any thing out of the story or stop the story or in any way. Yeah. Um, and even if you think that it's going to be a product placement, he says, "I love how synthetic these things are." Yes. He's just like, oh, that's, <laughs> "That's what I liked about it." it
1: was like, "Oh wow." <laughs> <He> just throwing <laughs> them under the bus right there.
0: Anyway, uh Bruno has these pages about jin and uh he can't read them cuz they're in Urdu, but uh Yusef stopped by. He said, "Don't don't tell my wife I'm not supposed to eat these." And in exchange, I'm going to read the Urdu on these pages for you. Yes. And he gives them uh he reads the pages and he talks about um uh uh, uh jin um there's an ancient barrier and to open that ancient barrier to the Jinn's home of the land of Noor, they need a primordial power. And Bruno's yep. like, Oh shit, that's that's what we're doing here.
1: What I really like about this is the entire thing of what this paper says about Jinn is not the mythology of Jinn. And right. I was like, I'm watching it, like this is nothing new. They do this in movies and TV show stuff all the time, where they just take a, a name and then put their own concept onto it. But I like that he Youssef finishes reading it and he goes, "I haven't heard about that one before." <laughs> I like that. That it's like, okay, this is something different. All right, they're they're acknowledging like this is not what Jin are at all. So I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, Jin
0: are really interesting. I think um, I think that is it. Bruno or Youssef who explains that the Jin are actually. They're pre-Islamic. They're like yes. Arabic, like ancient Arabic. Like they yeah. are uh, in, in, invisible beings, uh, and, th- and so it's not an Islamic concept, but it's a concept that Islam has sort of taken in in some of its own ways. So it's like yeah. really fascinating. And well, but, I mean, uh,
1: they're essentially in in Catholicism. They're it's demons. They are there's angels and then there's jinn, right? And and the angels are are wind and water, and the the jinn are like fire and dirt, right? Like that's the format of it
0: sort of i mean
1: I, people call on jin for aid so they're not quite demons um, but like, like when, it, when you call them on the, the same as like the whole concept of, i mean genies are based on jin Is is they'll help you but there's going to be a trickery to it they're going to catch you in something like yeah sometimes i mean yeah. it's complicated
0: and there's stuff that we have had handed down to us like from Arabian Nights and stuff like that that has like sort of like streamlined this into one understanding. But I think that it was sort of maybe – and I, it's sort of a um, – it's sort of closer to um, – what is it, the word I'm looking for here? Uh, uh, animism, uh, which is that uh, it may be about uh, spirits that are connected to the land or to properties of the land that can also uh, – or, or elements around us. I think it's more complicated than just like there's like a genie that can give you wishes but it's going to trick you. I think it's sort of like – it's probably like a, a good relation probably is like the fae, um, which is, they are beings from another – level who can be involved with us and sometimes it's good sometimes it's bad like i think that ancient people didn't quite have the good bad dichotomy in the way that we do today um so and then over time though obviously it's become sort of turned into different things um it became genie the french uh uh called it that i think uh but nobody's really sure but it's like very very old i mean like it's it's it is a very very old belief system um, you know, some people they were malevolent. Some people thought they were animal spirits. Some people thought they were pagan deities. Um, it's like you know, it's a very. There is no actual word jinn in Arabic. Um, it's uh, it's actually in fact Aramaic. So, what do you know? You Aramaic is probably the language that Jesus Christ spoke. Um, anyway, so he he gets this he gets this info dump from Yusef. And uh, he begins to realize that uh, this barrier is what these guys need to uh, get through, and that bangles what they're going to do. And then he has to go take some uh, – he has to try to figure out uh, the fact that maybe it turns out this is going to use a dangerous amount of power. Yes, uh, Like a lot, a lot of power, like a sun amount of power. Back at home – Kamala is uh, dealing with a knee injury that she got when she was fighting the drones. Her mom sees it and is like, oh, what happened? She so I just fell off my bike. And they have a really, really nice, I mean, a really beautiful conversation here where um, Kamala talks about how alone she feels, and her mother really identifies with that and talks about when she came to America and how alone she felt and how hard she had to work. And they just have a really, really beautiful scene here. I thought it was really, really wonderful.
1: I think there's, I think there's two parts to this scene. And I think the, the scene after this with the Yusef and her, her brother feeds on this as well. I think this is planting the idea in Kamala's head that she's going to need to form a superhero team. You, Cause her mother says, when I came here, you know, we were alone and we didn't know anyone, but then I found the mosque and I found the aunties and I found this and I found my friends. I found people like me who understood what I was going through. So Kamala's is going to look for other heroes. That's Maybe.
0: I, I mean, that could be reasonable. I think that the, in the short term, though, I think that what this is doing is I think – I think this in the, the standard version of this story, in the Peter Parker version of the story, Peter's alone, right? Like he has people in his life, but, as, but they don't know about Spider-Man. He doesn't have a system, a support system of Spider-Man. He just is yeah. Spider-Man by himself. It's a big secret in his life. He doesn't let anybody in on it. I think that the – and I think that that's a very standard secret identity thing. A lot yes. of times, like people, if they have a secret identity, if that secret identity has a support system, it's a separate support system from their real life. Yeah. Very, very often, not always, obviously like Batman, obviously, but very often the, with these secret identity stories, you'll find that like, you know, foggy Nelson is not helping Daredevil necessarily. Yeah. Right. Um, what I think it's doing is that it's creating a, and that's a very Western individualist thing. It's the cowboy ro- riding alone into town, right? That's the whole premise like is that i'm the the guy taking charge that's very western i don't mean the western in, the, in terms of the old west but i mean western in terms of like europe
1: and america yes yeah the, the now, lone knight fighting against the dragon all that kind of
0: right. yeah it's the rugged the rugged individualism in, in many eastern cultures and i think once upon a time in western culture we we got we got rid of this but the idea of groups and family is much more important and 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 our allegiances are to groups and families in those cultures before the self and I think that that's just setting up that premise that for Kamala, that being Ms. Marvel or Nightlight or whatever she is, is not a solo thing. It's going to have to involve everybody in her life. Yeah. And we're beginning to see that happening here.
1: No, I, I agree. I agree. But but I do think it's also.
0: No, I think you're right. I
1: think, I think it is, would make a lot, lot of sense. Together, a team.
0: I think yeah. if she founded the Young Avengers, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Like in terms of in this in this version of things, like that's a good thing to do.
1: Yeah. And she would be the leader, and there you go.
0: Right, because she's the most popular character. Right, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and then we have yes. the wedding. I love the wedding. Incredible. Yes. We have. Um, oh, there's one, one last bit. It's, it's It's Youssef and Amir having their one talk also yes. before the wedding. And, and, and
1: this is the other part of it: is she listens yeah. in on that, and Youssef is saying to Amir, like, like it, it, you know, every day you are courageous by living, by by being right. who you are, by accepting who you are, and, and, and by being and by accepting and family. And by accepting family, you are courageous. That is courage. Right. And I think that is feeding into also the idea that she's going to go put together a team.
0: Well, I think it also feeds into the, what happens later on when Nakia finds out that she's nightlight and how that creates a rift. I think that that's part of it too yes, yes. is that um, there's a lot of stuff certainly happening. Then we have this wonderful wedding, incredible wedding. This, this is really what happens at, at weddings like this. They really do dance numbers.
1: I really oh, want to go to know. After watching this, is like this is crazy. That's awesome. That yeah. kids wearing the Hulk outfit. It's so it. good.
0: It's so good. I love it when fucking Bruno comes in and then when Amir gets up and he had earlier said he doesn't dance, and then yep. he gets up and he is like doing the dance. It is yep. so fucking delightful. It is just wonderful. It's a wonderful scene. I love that this show we talked about RRR. I love that this show stops for a moment to have a dance sequence. It was just so great. Um, yeah. just absolutely enjoyed it.
1: Um, if, if if this was a ABC sitcom, that is the opening credits of every episode, right? Because each character has a moment that I can freeze on them and be like, "This this actor," right. <laughs> like, you know, and there you go. You know, it was very nice. I really enjoyed it, though. I, I was uh, like, man, I really want to go to a, a Pakistani wedding now.
0: Back at uh, you, you live in a very uh, Pakistani and Indian area, don't you?
1: I do, but I've yet to to Make be friendly friends. enough with anyone to 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 get invited to a wedding. This is the
0: time to start. Um, yes. uh, back at Cameron's house. I don't think um, they trust me.
1: <laughs> I, I, I unfortunately, as a balding <laughs> man with a large beard, I, I look like a creepy white supremacist. And no matter how, much, how many doors I hold open and how often I say hello, I think my neighbors are like this guy. He's going to be a problem
0: i could i could totally see it uh yeah. back at cameron's house his mom has his phone and you know the thing is you got to keep your fucking phone locked i don't i can't tell you this enough you got to keep your phone locked, don't
1: keep, don't, your phone locked. You don't keep your phone locked can you turn
0: that off 100 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah well why would you well i guess if you're 17 your mom's like you can't have your phone locked maybe because she needs to see what you're doing
1: and she's um, 150 years old
0: yeah but they're very modern
1: no, but I'm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just seemed very odd. Like it's always the thing to me when and TV shows or movies, somebody picks up somebody else's phone and sees the stuff on it. I'm like, how'd you do that? Um, no, your phone. For a lot of phones, locked is
0: not the standard way. It's all normally open. You have to set a lock on it.
1: That's weird. Every phone that I had – I always just think of hacks when she had to go to the to the uh, wax museum to hold up the phone to do the the face unlock. That is such a great bit. It's so good.
0: Never have your face unlock set up. Don't have your thumbprint or your face set up because the cops can get your phone and hold it up to your face and unlock your phone. Yeah, and then they can access whatever they want. So make those cocksuckers. You get a warrant, and you have to have a fucking numerical code that you will not give the police. That's just mm-hmm. that's just the thing to know. <clears throat> anyway. She sees that he's been texting with Kamala, and he texted her about getting together and doing the bangle thing. And she's like, "I need a little bit of time. I'm figuring things out." Because Bruno had come to her and told her, "Hey, this might blow up the earth, potentially. Yes. I don't know how much power is going to be in this." And he had been like, "Okay, cool. Go to the wedding. We'll talk after." And his mom is like, "Fuck no, I'm
1: his not." Mom lady. goes, "We're evil." <laughs> That's what
0: she does. And she's like, "We're going to go to the wedding." And they go crash the wedding.
1: Yep. Um, and this is when we see Brown Jovi.
0: Brown Jovi is playing at the wedding. Yes. Yep. Uh, now I have a very
1: important question for you. What's that? Brown Jovi versus Uptown Girl. Who wins?
0: Who's Uptown Girl?
1: Uptown Girl is the 80s only Billy Joel uh, band from Step Brothers. Oh, Uptown Girl. Yeah. And then the guy yells out for something from, from, uh, oh, for, he calls out for, uh, uh Oh, what song is he out. He calls out for one of the songs from Stormfront, and Horatio Sands, as the band leader, says, only 80s, asshole. <laughs> I've always loved it. Um, oh, wow, River they, of Dreams. That's I call it. River of Dreams, only 80s.
0: So some people had a problem with um, this sudden heel turn and the fact that they weren't willing to wait. They couldn't wait yes. another day.
1: It's a little quick. It's a little quick.
0: I don't mind it.
1: I'm not against it because... You got to get things moving. Like I said, this didn't bother me. There's other things that I feel like they rushed through in this episode that I'm like, oh, I wish they did not rush through that stuff. Well,
0: there's one thing that I – one of why it doesn't bother me is we don't really know the whole story. So we yes. don't know if there is a ticking clock for these people that we're not aware of, right? That's like yeah. one thing. Two, frankly, if I've been trapped someplace for 110 years and you have the way to get me home, I, want I don't to know. I want yeah. another day. Like, yeah. like, people are like, oh, you can't wait another day. You've been there for 100 years. But no, that's exactly oh, why I can't wait another fucking day because I've been here 100 years. I think
1: I'm how fucking annoyed you get waiting for five minutes online at like a restaurant. Like, imagine waiting 140 years. My God. Yeah, that's just,
0: like, when people are like, can't you wait another day? I'm like, no, you definitely cannot wait another day. Like, you think have about, now.
1: Think about when you order something from Amazon and it, the day it's supposed to get delivered. You look and on the thing it says delivery between 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. And you're like, oh, okay. And then you check later and now it's like 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. You're like, oh, what is going on? Like that's well, imagine
0: imagine when you fucking land on a plane and then they say uh we're waiting I for know. a gate to open yes we're gonna sit here on the turn this is that they're like they're yes. on the ground they're waiting for a fucking gate to open and they are really fucking impatient about it i totally get it i get so yeah. aggravated while waiting yeah. for the gate to open. I yeah i feel that. it
1: i can feel it i can
0: feel so it. i have i have no problem with this sudden heel turn because once you tell me that you have the key to get me home i just want to go home i don't want to wait yeah.
1: anymore.
0: um they show up to the wedding they come busting in. Cameron comes in and is like, hey, get, get out of here. Get everybody out of here. My family is coming. This is not get good. Brian get Brian out of here. Brian out of here. And uh, then the family comes in and Kamala hits the fire alarm.
1: Yes.
0: She has to figure out how to get everybody out of there. She doesn't know how to do it. She hits the fire alarm. And so everybody gets out and then we begin our uh, sort of our big fight scene. It's our first big fight scene in the series. Yes. We have some fighting. Um
1: can we talk about the banquet hall staff? Yeah, the ones <laughs> that, that don't
0: that, evacuate when the fire yeah, alarm goes.
1: Well, well first the, first there's the in the hallway when the one of the bad guys just knocks out like a, a waiter and then all the, another waiter behind him just runs away. I'm like that guy's a wimp. And that then they go into the kitchen. Was that was
0: security in the hallway.
1: He, you know, know, he knocks he out security away. and but there's a waiter wearing like a vest
0: oh, and he just runs that, off. If I'm a fucking waiter Burning yeah, enough. no,
1: no, no. It's just it's just a funny little bit. But I was like, oh, that's funny how they did that. And then they go into the kitchen and they knock out like a random kitchen cook. And one of the other kitchen cook goes, absolutely not. And they all just run out. <laughs> I I like, that's amazing. Well, it's even better because Kamala ran in and she goes, "Everybody get out of here!"
0: And they yeah. just ignore her. And then when the guy gets knocked out, they go, "Fuck, we're out of here." I yeah. really like, and, and
1: it's also the uh, again it's opposite Spider Man in Spider Man. They'd be like, hey, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. We're New Yorkers. Not and then comments. you not know. The um but not in the comics, but in the movies, that's how that I, always works.
0: I out. actually think that if you maybe walked into a kitchen, a big kitchen like that, and punched somebody out, um, those people are all on so much cocaine and speed they yes. might fight. I'd actually oh, they would
1: the be, beat the shit out of you without a you,
0: yeah. like that. Like yeah. I it's funny in the show, but I really do feel like if you walked into I've seen I've seen
1: the two Bradley Cooper TV shows and movies <laughs> about uh <laughs> <laughs> about being a cook, both of them. or they called? Burnt and whatever the TV show was, oh, Kitchen I Confidential.
0: Kitchen Confidential, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: Those people are very aggressive. They're very. It's crazy very
1: that aggressive. he made a show that failed, and then was like, "I'll make it into a movie," and the movie failed. And it was like, I mean,
0: it's not crazy. It makes a lot of sense. Nobody wanted to watch it. They didn't want to watch it It's
1: crazy that then he's like, "Oh, the t- the movie, the TV show had bombed, but maybe I can do a movie of it." And uh,
0: <laughs> it didn't work. Um. So we have this fight scene that begins first back of house and what we end up with the first is is kamala running around doing like a lot of defensive moves it's like a lot of shields yeah and um she's kind of running away from them they're coming at her uh we don't really know what their deal is she knocks one of these guys into a into a fire and he catches fire and he doesn't seem to care that much
1: and then he just rips off his sleeve
0: yeah he doesn't care <clears throat> um so they're, they're coming at her. They're jumping on her. They're hunting her. They turn off the lights. There's a good bit. They turn off the lights and they make a noise so that she makes the shield come up and they can see where she is because the yes. shield is. Um, and they're hunting up with the thing. They end up bringing her back into the main ballroom. And then they have a big fight in the main ballroom. Bruno shows up at the last minute right before it seems like she's going to get wasted um, and throws a present at one of the guys. And they break his arm with a chair.
1: Yes. The whip guy.
0: What was interesting was did one of those guys
1: pull a weapon out of his chest? I think it was like a necklace that he hit it and it grew into a hammer. I'm not really sure. Cause he tapped something on his chest. And a hammer grows out of it, and I was like, yeah. "Is that? Is it coming out of him, or is it like he's got a necklace and it shrinks, kind of thing?" I'm I don't
0: very know. curious. I don't because the whip
1: guy, I think he takes off his belt and it turns his into the whip.
0: And it turns into this like so magic. I believe
1: they they all have different magic items. Was my theory.
0: It makes sense, right?
1: Yeah, because um, also the, the woman suddenly has a spear. I didn't see how she got the spear, but she definitely, has a
0: spear. yeah. It, it was not just like it was like a it was like an ancient looking spear. It Wasn't yeah. just like it was like a sci fi spear. It wasn't like yeah. it
1: just you know, stick with a thing at yeah. the end of it. Yeah, so Um, I I don't know.
0: They have a very good fight scene, I think. Yes, Um,
1: this is when, by the way, they're all dressed like different X Men at this point. Where the woman (laughs) with the spear is wearing a green cloak jacket thing that looks kind of like what Rogue wore in like the 90s and the early 90s, and then the one guy with the big hammer, he's got the same like frontiersman jacket that Wolverine wears whenever he wears a cowboy hat. I do wonder. I I wonder. I was like, I wonder if they're supposed to be like that, or maybe like a little saber tooth kind of thing, where he's got like the fur at the top. And I was like, I wonder they're trying to make him look a little like X Men.
0: It's funny because watching this fight scene, it's really well done. It's really well shot. It's really well edited. Um, it's really, it's really graceful. It's really exciting. It's really, it's really fun. It's really smart. We've been watching other programs where the fight scenes are way worse than this. Yes,
1: we've watched other uh, Marvel shows where the fight scenes are way worse than this.
0: Yeah, it's kind of wild, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. This is. I think this was a really well done fight scene.
0: And it's, just, it's a really good fight scene. So I think also it is as the fight scene goes on, we see Kamala begin to figure out how to fight. I think that's the other yes. part that's really good about it is that it has this character element to it. Because yes. once they break Bruno's arm, that's when she starts making big fists to punch people with.
1: Yes,
0: She's been on the defensive until they hurt her friend. And then it turns into the offensive.
1: Yeah. Like um, in just like in Popeye. Mm. <laughs> that's what happens in Popeye. He's on the he defensive is. until... Uh, The, the, what's his name? The, the, I forget, Butter, Butterball, I think is his name, the boxer. And he punches, uh, uh, castor oil. And that's when Popeye's like, okay, I got to fight him now. And he gets serious. They end up in the, like the foyer of the, um, banquet hall
0: which is wild because everybody's right outside and nobody i guess can see what's happening right inside the foyer but whatever um they end up in the foyer of the banquet hall and they're surrounded and kamala's like you said you were gonna protect me and and the lady's like i will not protect anybody who betrays me and i can't tell if that's just like a um she made a real quick heel turn here and feels like because kamala wasn't helping her right away she's betrayed or if there's something else happening here with the I think Aisha. Something else
1: with the yeah with the grandmother the great grandmother yeah
0: um, she grabs the bangle, and when she grabs the bangle, there's just like a portal opens up, and a big fucking
1: train comes blasting at him. You know what that is? It's the train from Karachi. It's the first movie ever made. Oh, it is. Yep, the train coming
0: right at the camera. That isn't the first movie ever made, but yes, it is uh, an early movie. Okay. Well. Um, the first movie ever made probably is the Lumires filming people coming out of a factory. Uh-huh. Uh, but, uh, uh, it is an, a very early movie. People got up and jumped out of the way because the train was coming at the camera and they thought they were going to get hit. I have a hard time believing that, but uh, I have read that enough times that I'm going to have to accept it as fact.
1: I, I've read a bunch of times that people believe that the War of the Worlds thing was real, and then it turns out that that wasn't so much true. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know how much to believe.
0: Um, just then, like, in,
1: People were stupid, and then you're like, oh, I'm stupid for thinking people were that stupid.
0: That's the thing, right? Yeah, yeah. who is the Who is the fool? Who is um, the stupid <laughs> the stupid of the one who believes him uh <laughs> just then damage control busts in and uses their stun beams their stun circles like in star wars
1: yeah
0: to knock the destines the clandestines out
1: Yep, good old doctor.
0: including, including comrade who fought the clandestines by the way he fought against his own people yes um, so he uh he get they all get captured and they all get taken away in handcuffs and Kamala and Bruno, who is very badly hurt, take this opportunity to just run out the back.
1: Bruno probably. seems to be getting more hurt by the, by the moment.
0: I, he probably – I have to imagine that having a horrible fucking broken arm, like a fractured arm, like and running around with it probably is awful. It probably really sucks. No,
1: I, I agree. But but like he starts also grabbing his chest. I was like, did they – does he have broken ribs as well? Like I, I wasn't sure. He might. Yeah.
0: Um, they get outside, and uh, they go out to the loading dock, and Nakia is there, and she sees uh, Kamala seal the door behind her with the uh, the power, and she's like, holy shit, you're Nightlight. You lied to me. You didn't tell me. And so she's very mad, and Kamala's like, I can't talk about this right now. Take Bruno. Get help for him. I have to go home. She runs home, and she comes in, and her parents are like, where the fuck were you?
1: Did you pull the fire alarm? Um,
0: pull the fire alarm. And she's like, I can't talk about it. And she runs upstairs. And uh I kind of don't believe that her parents let her go get away with that, frankly. Um, but the show needs it too, so I'm gonna accept it. It does feel like a little bit out of character for them to let that to let that go.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean they've been very sweet this episode, but I still think that like
1: I mean I can definitely see it being a thing like, look, she's home, let's just be happy she's home.
0: It's been, been a long day.
1: We'll talk in the morning.
0: I mean, she did ruin the wedding.
1: Yes. Yes. And they seem
0: fairly convinced that she pulled the fire. I mean, she did, but they seem fairly convinced that she did. Like, they don't, you know, they were defending her outside earlier, but there's a real sense that they think that she did it. Yes. And I think for the mother, that probably feels very triggering because she was stuck in this world where she was, had this embarrassment of her grandmother. Yeah. Aisha left the fucking country to come to America to get away from this. And now her daughter is doing all this shit. Yes. Yeah. But then Kamala goes upstairs and she gets a phone call from Santa, her her grandmother, and Santa's like, you got to get to Karachi right now. And she's like, I can't, Grandma. Like, shit's very bad here. And Santa goes, did you see the vision? Did you see the train? And Kamala's like, holy shit. She goes, that's why you got to get to Karachi right now. Yep. And the episode
1: ends. Yes. What'd you think? Um, my least favorite of the three so far. Uh, it's still very good. I'm not saying it's a bad episode. But I do think that they rushed through... Uh, Nakia and Amir's stories to get them out of the way so that they can just focus on superhero stuff for the next three episodes and that kind of bums me out. That's my feeling at this moment. That was always
0: the fear that I said in the first two episodes that once we get the plot it's going to sort of like, you know, it's just not going to have the space for that stuff. I am glad though that if if they did move their stories out of the way they at least move their stories to their conclusions more more, or quote unquote more or less.
1: Yes. Yes. As opposed to just having them disappear out of the fucking show. I did theorize that the ending would happen at the wedding. That the wedding would be the final episode that oh, they that would, would build be- up to it, and but I mean also it's very like cliche, so maybe they didn't want to do that, so, which I get, you know. But I, I do feel like it went very quickly. Where in it went, last episode Naki's like maybe I should run, and then this episode she's like I was elected, and it's like oh I kind of wish we saw more of that, you know. And if this was a twenty two episode season, that's the thing we, we would, would have had more of that.
0: Right, we'd have a whole yeah. episode of- I mean, like, and that's the bummer is that we talked about this in a previous episode of this, which is that this show, the world is so strong that you could easily do a 20 episode season. And again, a whole episode about Nakia running for council would be... Easily. Just a whole Easily.
1: B story running throughout the whole season. Like an entire
0: right. episode though, like yeah, about cause just cause
1: like, we get to see more of the guy that she's running against who like right, exactly. you know and, and her making deals with everybody in the in the mosque and whatnot. And then right? maybe Kamala
0: have to figure out if she can use her powers to help her, her friend and would it actually be ethical to go spy on the other guy to get dirt on him? You know, like that yeah. kind of like storyline that you might have in a story like this about young people dealing with like their, their powers and
1: whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And the wedding, there'd be stuff going on with the wedding and like Kamala is supposed to go do something for the wedding, but then she doesn't do it because she's busy doing superhero stuff. And then it's like, Kamala, you're just not here for your family. And, you know, you get that kind of stuff, but they didn't do any of that. Right. And, you know, so I'm, I'm kind of, I'm bummed out by that. I'm bummed that they rushed through those things because uh, I do feel like that's something where like, okay, we have to focus now on the superhero stuff, which I, I get. I mean, that's what the story is. Because at the same time, it's like, look, if you're going to rush through those things, get her in the goddamn costume like i don't i don't need six episodes to get her in costume like i if if you know and that's what at this point i'm positive it's not gonna be till the final episode that she's she becomes miss marvel and it's like i don't need that like we can get there now
0: yeah i don't love that but i'm okay with it i mean like it's not like they're like holding back on the superhero stuff
1: yes yeah
0: do you know what i mean a lot of times in these shows they hold back on the superhero stuff in general
1: yeah um
0: but they're the superhero stuff's front and center um you know what I really liked about this episode? One, I liked that they got the bad guys to be bad guys. like Because no, nobody's going to be fooled by that. Like You know what I mean? Like no. you, you could do a whole episode where she's like, oh, I think they're great. But you would know. And like, I don't know why we would necessarily want to go through that because we all yeah. know where it's going to turn out. So getting through it's very good. But it, it's a long way
1: that it literally is far from home. And it's like, oh, I'm like okay, like well, we could do different stories. <laughs> we could do something a little different.
0: I guess. I think but, that at this point there's going to be – any story so There's only you tell, seven stories, right? It's all going to feel like, feel like yeah. variations on something you've already yeah. seen, frankly. You know what I mean? Like tricking the hero, but, doing this to the but hero.
1: To me, it's more that it, it's the young, naive hero, and that like that's what it is. You know, I, I do like yeah, that it goes the opposite I, way of No Way Home, where she's like, no, I don't think I can do this. I can't give you the power. Right. You know, but I that's think that, what, you know, but, that's
0: where you're going to go with the young, naive hero. You're going to have characters trying to take advantage of the young, naive hero. That's going to always yeah. be the case. You
1: can't, I think yeah. you can't get
0: away from that because I think it would feel phony – If you did get away from that, I think that you, one of the reasons why it works for Spider-Man in the comics is because nobody knows he's a kid. Yes. So that's the thing. They don't treat him like a naive kid. Um, But anytime you have a younger hero, people are going to treat them like a naive kid. And I think you can't get away from that. Um, The thing I really like about this thematically is that Kamala's parents come from Pakistan and they love America and they want to integrate in America, but they also want to hold on to their identity, their, their ethnic and cultural identity. The clandestine also come from Pakistan, come to America, kind of, and but they do like that's where they come from, right? Like I mean, they're from that, another dimension. But they were living in Pakistan, right? Or so in India. So anyway, they come here. The point that the point is, even from another dimension, they come here and they fully assimilate. They're totally modern people. Totally, yeah. all they want to do is go home. Yeah, it's the exact opposite as her parents. Her parents are here and they want to be here, but they also want to maintain a piece of
1: their culture. They also want Brown Jovi.
0: But these people, yeah. they are happy to get rid of whatever their culture is to live here, but they just want to go the fuck home. They don't want to yes. be here. It's two very different immigrant experiences, and I really, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I think that was really cool. I think it's really cool thematically to have that, but not to have to put a fucking uh, point on it, not to have to have her say. My family loves being here, but you want to go home. You know, like nobody has to do that, but it is the thematic element of these characters. They are characters who are fully integrated. You would never guess they were from another dimension or from another country necessarily. I guess, I guess from like Europe, you would think, or England, because they all have the English accents. Um, but they feel very evil. But I say you know, they're evil. But they feel very Western, you know? And her family does not feel very Western, but they are no. very American because they, they relish and enjoy being American. They enjoy,
1: they enjoy synthetic foods and Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh,
0: but yeah, so that is, uh, that is what I really liked about this episode. I also thought that the, the action was really terrific. So once we get to the superhero stuff, and I know that the plot's going to really start start going now, um, if this, if the action stays as good as this, I'll be happy about it. Yes. I mean, she's definitely going to Karachi. Spoilers, they filmed in Karachi.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, I mean, like, so they're definitely going. I mean, like, it's not like going to be like, there's going to be a whole fucking episode because you don't go to, you don't go to Karachi. For like three scenes, you go. You really, <laughs> yeah. You go to being crotchety. Yeah. When the Brady Bunch went to Hawaii, they did a bunch of episodes in Hawaii. <laughs> when the teens
1: went to London, they made a whole movie out of it.
0: Exactly. So uh that's the thing. So we we should expect her to be out of this environment of her family and her friends for 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 a bit. Yeah. It's like a bummer because I really love this environment, but I'm very curious to see where it goes.
1: Well, I mean, her <laughs> mother's gonna go with her, right? So.
0: I'm sure. Yeah but it's going to be not her. I mean, I mean, her, her grandmother
1: come. says, bring your, like says, you know, Muniba and you have to come. So,
0: yeah, I mean, I'm sure Bruno won't come or maybe he will. I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. He'll
1: FaceTime. I hope Bruno doesn't get like, that'll be a little much. If it's like, we'll get Bruno a ticket too. That's when you hit into sitcom territory where it's like, how much money do these people have that there's buying tickets for the kid next door <laughs> to travel around the, the world? Jesus. <laughs> Cut it out. This shit's expensive.
0: Uh, so, uh, I yeah, yeah I would say that it is the least of the three, but it's not bad. Like it's just the first two are so excellent, and then this one needs to get like a lot of plot stuff in motion.
1: Yeah, I I, I mean my, my my problem is oh the the B and C story got wrapped up. Like that's my problem. Like which is not a bad like in terms of problems, it's better than oh they just forgot about it.
0: Which is what you know? usually happens in these kind of yeah. shows. They just they just walk away from it. Yeah. Um, I'm very curious what happens now. Now that Damage Control has these guys in custody, this is obviously not the end of it. So, like, what is going to happen? Are they going to like wreck Damage they'll Control? Is Damage, yeah. is Damage Control going to have to team up
1: with Ms. Marvel? They'll break out, and then they'll Miss Marvel will show up. With I think she's going to get both bands, and then then they'll fight.
0: We will find out, I guess. Yeah. I think though, the, here's the thing I want to say, and I tweeted this: This is not just a good Marvel show. This is just a good TV show. Yes. This is just a good TV show. It's just a, an so. excellent yeah. TV show.
1: Yeah, I think it's very like, well
0: done. I don't think you need to be into the Marvel stuff to really enjoy this.
1: No, no, I'm sure I mean, it if, helps.
0: But if you're listening to this, you are, so it doesn't make a difference. But um, I think you could show this to people, young people especially, um, who are not into it, and they could really find.
1: Well, I don't know yeah. if you know, but this is the lowest rated of the Marvel shows, or the Marvel shows, movie but movie. it's also the highest rated with uh, the youth, for Gen Z, yeah.
0: The kids love it. The kids love
1: it. Kids love it. It's the high, it's the highest rated for Gen Z and, uh, people of color is yep. what the thing said, which I don't know how they figured that out. I have no idea just how truthful. The that
0: company is. that does this stuff has people sign up to volunteer, to tell you what, tell them or to hook up a thing so they can track what you're watching and they know your demographic.
1: Yeah. I just, I just don't trust Samba. I just don't, I don't believe in their stuff. That I mean, I mean I don't, bullshit.
0: I'm I mean, sure it's all. Bullshit. I mean, we live with the Nielsen ratings for how many years? Yes. People had to fucking write down on a notebook what they were watching. Can you imagine that? That's what you did in the the Nielsen ratings. Back in the day, you fucking had a notebook, and your whole family had to write down whatever they watched. Yes. I would never do that.
1: What was was the thing? It was Nielsen families watched like 50% more PBS than other homes. Right. And it was like clearly they were watching PBS, but they wanted to seem intelligent.
0: I, I, I can't remember to put movies on my letterbox after I see them.
1: Yes. Can you imagine?
0: I am writing down a fucking notebook. Give me a break. Yeah,
1: I can't remember the last time I updated my Letterbox because it seemed really stupid to me.
0: It was good for me. I was really good at it for like the first four months of the year, and then I fell off. I want to I get back on.
1: The like, what was I doing it for? Like,
0: you know what? I actually like it because I um, at the end of the year I like to look back and see what I watched. Like, I like to get a sense of like what I did see.
1: In case I need it for like a an alibi. Nope. See, Letterbox is right here, May twenty eighth. I was <laughs> watching. Uh, the, the man with two heads. Exactly. The man with two brains. There you go. Well, I wouldn't lie on a box. What I? I gave it three stars. What are you going to do? Uh, exactly. Take that, cops.
0: All right. That's it for this week. We'll be back again next week with the next oh, episode. Oh, there, actually,
1: there's one more thing I want to discuss. What? Which is the actual wedding, which I think builds into my thing. We discussed l- last week how religious Amir was, and you said he was very religious. I think this proves that he's more religious than his family, but he's not very religious because he goofs around at his wedding. I don't know that that would not be a religious thing to do necessarily. That seems very like like if you were a super religious person, you'd be like, "No, that's not that's not right. This is a s- sacred ritual."
0: Maybe that's my I don't feeling know. on it. I mean, we know he's not that religious because he has a fucking rock band at his wedding, and uh, string instruments are haram. So, like, he's not. He's, we there's like a level of not that religious because he would not have Brown Jovi at his wedding if he was like yeah. super
1: uh, observant. Yeah.
0: Um, but he's you know more observant than the rest of the family. Yes. Alright, we'll be back again next week with the next episode of Ms. Marvel. Until then, Derek, where can they find you on the internet?
1: You you find me on Twitter at WH underscore hat. You can
0: find me on Twitter at DevinCF. We'll see you again next week, but in the meantime, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, may you be well, but most of all, may you remain
1: a true believer.